Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, Amanda Garcia. <laughs> Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity-type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And be a part of the show today on Facebook Live and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to the chat gang heading into the weekend. Got any upsets this weekend? How is your favorite team going to fare this weekend? What do you think about the Pirates taking on Appalachian State? Maybe some fantasy football start sit as we start to enter into those questions. Week two of the NFL season. We'll have our picks coming up in hour number two. Tony Dunn will join us. Chandler has texted in his picks. Uh, Joey is here dealing with the situation that we'll get to uh, maybe later. (laughs) Uh, And we'll see if DB, Danny Beal, comes by. Uh, It is tough to pick NFL games. Last week, Chandler and I tied for the most wins in week one, and we were eight and seven. Joey and Danny were seven and eight. Tony Dunn, six and niner. So, uh, yeah, tough to pick NFL games straight up the way it is. And uh, we'll do that in hour number two. Coming up in hour number one, we'll hear from Brian North, get you ready for the PAG football weekend. Also uh, joining us in hour number one, Mark Greenheld from the Golf Shop. He will join us, talk about his Clemson Tigers, New England Patriots, and see what's going on in the golf world. Hour three, we'll check in with DJ Captain Morgan, Morgan Aylers, and we'll talk uh, a little pirate baseball and the wide world of sports with a couple of pirate baseballers uh some pitchers today jake hunter and wyatt lunsford shinkman gonna join us in the pirate radio studio so got that coming up on a friday edition of pirate radio live um jamie says howdy chat mobbers steve says hfmgs what's up my guy what's up my guy good to see you what's up my guy steve in the chat Austin said, happy Friday, MFs, Clip, Big Dog, Chandler, Joey, DB. (laughs) Austin, why do you got to do this, man? Shirley's in a good mood. Why you got to provoke her? Why you got to poke the poke the bear? That stands for my friends. Why do you got to do that? Try that again. It stands for my friends. MF. Help the bear! Yes. Sure. In that comment, in that in that connotation, sure. Yes, that's what we. But do you see why I'm saying he's poking the bear? Let me read it again. Happy Friday, MFs. Clip, Big Dog, Chandler, Joey, DB. He left the bear out. Exactly. <laughs> he's doing the opposite of poking the bear. He's ignoring the bear. <laughs> Ignore the bear. Feed the bear. <laughs> Steve says HF Shirley. So there's one for you. Jamie says baseball time. It is n- well. Hey, look, some folks out there. It is baseball time. The Braves 
are the NL East champions heading to the playoffs. We'll see what they do. Uh, you've got fall ball coming up with ECU baseball. There are some fans that uh, think it's always baseball time. But uh, we're going to mix in a little baseball talk with the football today with Wyatt Lunsford-Shankman and Jake Hunter. So looking forward to that. All right. Um, pop up a Fleet Feet rundown and just put Football Friday on that thing because we got a lot to talk about in the football world. Uh, first of all, we'll do... Uh, do another vibe check for ecu and app state joey what number are you at one to ten ten being the most confident in east carolina you've ever been in your life one being the least confident you've ever been in ecu in your life where do you sit right now ecu app state Ooh, a three pretty pretty low but understandable because east carolina has not been able to do a single thing offensively this year let me do a line check real quick it started in the eight number went up to the nine number and i think i saw it go back to an eight uh right now east carolina appalachian state sitting right at eight which means money is coming in on the part total is 47 and a half for this game see 28 to 20 would be 48 24 to 16 40 so like 26 to 18 be 44 so a little more than that so they're saying east carolina will score at least a couple of touchdowns on saturday (laughs) that haven't seen that uh, yet this year we have seen one touchdown and it came on a two-yard drive that was set up by our defense so uh yeah can this team have a long drive can we have some explosive plays can we have some 20 plus yard plays can we can we do something creative get javius bond out there get, they gotta get jalen johnson going shane calhoun where's shane calhoun in this offense somebody step up please jamie is at a four he says on youtube Michael Winstead. What's up, Michael Winstead? He says, happy Friday, Pirate Gang. Kaz with a happy Friday. And, uh, boy, it feels good. Y'all like that uh, that little football fall nip to the air? Man, this morning it was great. Yeah. It, it felt right. I, 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 I love I it. I walked outside to walk the dog and had an immediate smile on my face. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. Puts you in a good mood. It does. Todd says, with the white helmets, I have no hope. Todd, are you that guy? Don't be that guy, pal. I like the all-white look. East Carolina, if you don't know, going white lids, white jerseys, white drawers. And Todd says, can they break the curse? They have one in white helmets. I'm talking about this curse. I'll tell you what they haven't won in, whatever the hell they were wearing week one and week two. They didn't win in those. Are they cursed? There's no curse. Can you go out there and win a football game? whatever you're wearing i like the all white look um but some people do say there is a curse uh put on those white jerseys uh and helmets specifically nick wants to hear mr winstead winstead's take on this offense all right we'll make michael winstead father of isaiah winstead a guest on the show he's in the chat right now mr winstead what is your take on this offense 
Jamie says, Clip, do you uh, do you ever bet on ECU games when you go up to Virginia? I have bad luck doing that for my teams. Jamie, historically, and I've done this more with the Commanders than I have uh, East Carolina, but if it's ever my team, I've done it with the Braves in the NFCS uh, a couple years ago when they were playing the Dodgers. I had the Dodgers series price. It's called an emotional hedge where you bet against your team. So if your team loses you win money if your team wins your team wins and you're thrilled and you're paying a tax on your team winning basically um i did that a lot more when i didn't have a family to look after i would do some serious emotional hedging i would be like all right this washington game this weekend it's like week 12 big week trying to stay in the stand playoff race this game is worth a quarter of my paycheck. <laughs> if they lose, I'll win some money. If they win, we roll on next week. And I'll be broke, but damn it, we'll win. So, uh, Jamie, to answer your question, I have a problem betting for my teams. I have less of a problem going against them for the old emotional hedge. Jamie also loves that nip in the air. Chris says, how y'all doing? We're doing good, and so is Chris, because he was a winner yesterday of a shrimp taco from Chico's and a Marcus Crandall Hall of Fame shirt. So Chris will be coming to pick that up at some point. Cass says Boone should have great weather. I have not looked at a Boone weather report. Let's I would imagine it'd weather. be a little cooler than it is here. Right now, it is 69 degrees and clear. Saturday, we are looking at... We got about a tree churdy. Oh, we got a little precip. 38% precipitation in the afternoon. And it looks like that goes kind of throughout the game where there's going to be precipitation 38%, 44%. So, is there going to be the L word? Loser. Well, (laughs) lightning. (laughs) Uh, All I see is, uh, Glenn, I'm looking at a cloud with two strands of rain coming down from it i do not see a lightning bolt so for right now right now we're safe don't do don't give me one of those delays man <laughs> i don't want one we get out of here you act like i you no act, i'm not talking I, to you I, i'm, I'm, I'm not talking to you okay the royal the royal you yes don't you give me <laughs> another delay we get out of here late enough as it is Heard don't that. don't need to uh to extend that um mike p talking about the uniforms he said i tell you what they ain't one in 2023 that is true east carolina winless in 2023 winless since joey said paint it purple in spanish although east carolina has not played since joey said and there it was right there in the middle of it glory hole so maybe that could reverse the curse surely now that we have this uh, on tape. Uh-oh, wait a minute. There it is. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. How does that sound grosser than Jerry Jones saying it? Oh, you mean this one? I want me some glory hole. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Hoyo de gloria. Hoyo de gloria. Well, now you... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> now you degenerates know what to ask for when you head to Cancun. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Joey, you are gross. Joey in the chat says, who's that stud in the back? I like when Joey goes hatless. Let's that beauty, beautiful hair just fly. I'm jealous. All right, we got a gut feeling in the chat. Jackson's gut is saying the Pirates turn it around and get a 24-20 to 20 dub. All right. I like it. I'll take that. Michael Winstead says on the Pirates offense, I think they need to have more confidence in themselves. They are really playing scared. Nobody is trying to be a team leader. Let it loose, man. Mason Garcia's thrown one pass over 20 yards this season. Let it loose. Jamie said, I need a shower after listening to Joey saying that in Spanish. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Rick is checking in from behind enemy lines, almost in Boone. He's at about a five vibing. Five for an 0-2 start, and the offense we've seen so far is not bad. I'd say you're on the optimistic side, Rick. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of Pirate fans heading there. Sure, uh, Chandler and Jenny are, I guess, en route. I don't know if they're there yet. But they are heading to the game, covering it for Pirate Radio. And we will be locked and loaded all day Saturday, 1130. Bud Light pregame tailgate kicks off. We got a ton of guests here in studio. We'll have Jason Nichols, Marcus Crandall. And then we'll have our Celsius watch party. And we will be... uh, watching the game with you with the uh j nick crayon man mully that's going to be fun and then after the game the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show so we are with you wall-to-wall coverage of the pirates coming up saturday right here on pirate radio all right let's get a break in because i got a couple of guests here hour one and want to get to them brian north joins us next mark greenheld joins us later on in the hour more with the chat gang how we feeling more uh, pirate talk coming up, and uh, we'll get to some NFL in hour number two, some ECU baseball in hour number three with Wyatt Lunsford Shinkman and Jake Hunter. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. This song used to be on NCAA 04. It was my favorite one ever. NCAA 04, nope, wasn't that one. NCAA 05. No, it wasn't that one. NCAO 3. Oh, yeah. Who is this, Shirley? This would be The Clash. Which one had, uh, was it Desmond Howard on the cover? By the way, the song is called Train in Vain. Howard cover. Oh, 06. I was close. NCAO 06. Me and my roommate played this game non-freaking stop and knew every song on it and this was the song on it and really enjoyed it stand by me all right let's go to break
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Robert says, why doesn't Pirate Radio have football players on each week this year? You know, Robert, some things are just not for public consumption, okay? Some things you got to keep behind the curtain. But we will be talking to Pirate Baseball players. Coming up on today's show, Wyatt Lunsford Shinkman and Jake Hunter. Jamie says, who drives when Jenny and Chandler go to Boone? Y'all ask some really private, personal questions, you know? Some I'm willing to answer, some I'm willing to go coach speak on. I got a picture earlier, and it appears in this photo, Jenny is driving with Chandler in the passenger, according to this photo. Robert says, Joey has a future in telenovelas. You ever thought of doing like books on tape or like telenovela or being an actor? Like books on tape? I'm sorry. What is that? Like you read a book and people buy the audio version, audio books. No, because one, I don't like to read. You have a good voice, but also you have a good look. Like you could be an actor. I appreciate that. You thought about that? Definitely do a telenovela. My mom loves telenovelas. I mean, that's (laughs) like 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's her. That's it. It is. I mean, hands down, I may not understand anything they're saying. But the overreaction to a lot of different things, you basically can get the gist of what's going on. Yeah. But like the gasping and the surprise looks, they are just so over the top and it's hysterical to me. If I can get as animated as Chandler does sometimes and mix that with a little bit of Spanish, I could probably go somewhere. I think so. You got a bright, bright future. (laughs) Mike P says if they're going to go with Mason to start tomorrow, then no more than two series of what we've seen before Flynn goes under center. Hmm who's the quarterback andrea says she loves seeing ecu flags flying on cars here in wilkesboro north carolina heading to boone i love a good what's the word armada is the word i'm looking for love a good row of flags just like going to games like in chapel hill or raleigh or whatever seeing pirate flags all the way randolph says good afternoon y'all hit those likes folks it's football friday pirates win saturday invade boone and show no quarter randolph's fired up i like it shane says he'll see me next week all right shane and he's going to a wood ducks game uh they're in the playoffs i believe so enjoy the game shane awesome jamie says poor jenny talking her ear off I think you got that backwards, buddy. Uh, you definitely got that backwards. I think you uh, got that. You need to flip it and reverse it. Andrew says, Clip, I'm in route to Boone. Want to get your thoughts on Houston taking primetime's approach and playing players on both sides. Who is ECU's Travis Hunter? Who is our five-star future NFL guy? Nobody. We don't have that guy. Andrew, I don't know if you're – there's been some talk on message boards about uh, – the freshman was that Antoine Jackson. 
I mean, look, right now we we need to focus on a guy that can do it on one side before we talk about having a guy that can do it on both. I agree. Let's let's take care of just one thing, just offense or defense. I, I, that you is you got to get the fundamentals down before yeah, we can get flashy. That's way too. Yeah. <laughs> Luke wants to know my prediction for tomorrow. Spill the beans. You know what, Luke? I hadn't even thought about it. Okay. Do you see us scoring more than two touchdowns? How about that one? That's the first. That's the starter. I got us at 13 points. I got them at 24 points. 24-13. You think we hold App State to 24 points? Yeah. Okay. I think that's – what's the line at? Do you know? Like the over-under? Yeah. Sure, I know. Off the top of my head. It's 47 and a half. I guess I'm going under. So you're going under. I'm going under. All right. I don't know what the. What, I think we see both quarterbacks tomorrow. Oh, we absolutely see. Mm. You say Flynn's going to start. We we see a quarterback tomorrow, and if he can put the pieces together, we might just see that one quarterback. You think Flynn starts? Well, you don't think. You know, according to sources. I, I, I've got a strong feeling. Wait, wait, wait. According, uh, uh, you didn't let me finish my uh, sentence. You uh, got a bad interruption problem. You're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> I have a strong feeling, based off of my sources, that I feel like Flynn will start. From now on, can you say end of sentence when you're done? So I don't. End of sentence. <laughs> I do have an interrupting problem. I don't do it off air. I do it on the air, though. I got to make sure we fill every airspace with words. You know Fair what I'm enough. saying? That's good radio host. That's just great. Radio host and Carolina radio legend. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget it. Uh, Robert says Houston better take his hat and glasses off when he's talking in interviews. <laughs> <laughs> good reference. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line now. Talk to Brian North, host of The Blitz, coming up tonight on WCTI 12. <laughs> that very one. And uh, North, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Clipper. We got cold temperatures to really put you in the mood of this football season and great rivalry games today, tomorrow, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday. We're ready to go. Something about that cool, crisp in the air uh, just feels right this time of year. Feels like football. Excited about it. And um, Brian, we last talked to you right before kickoff on Saturday as uh, you were at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. And you said at the time, you know, am I the only person that thinks East Carolina wins today and wins in just going away fashion? And uh, at the time, I think I said, yes, you were. Uh, But I liked where your head was at. But, Brian, unfortunately, uh, this offense just cannot get going uh, with the pass game. And when you have no threat to pass, teams can stop the run. And uh, it's been a mess through two weeks. So my caveats by saying that were the defense was going to play well, which they did. And they were going to yeah. put turnovers, which they did, yeah. to help the offense, which they did. Uh, and then I believe I also said, uh, am I the only one who thinks that, um, uh, I called him Mike Flynn, but Alex Flynn. Uh, <laughs> should, uh, be- Actually, you called him Matt Flynn, former Packers and Seahawks <laughs> quarterback. I can't remember what I, what I got wrong. Uh, was I the only one that thought that Flynn should be in the game and getting more reps because I thought he had more uh, control over the offense at this point? The answer to that one, by the way, was no. You're not the only one that thinks that. Yeah. Well, especially after that game, I think more and more people are thinking that way. But, you know, 
you have to trust the coaches, and they see it more. And I, here's my guess on all this. And this has not been confirmed to me by the coaches, uh, either on the record or off the record. But my guess is, one, Mason Garcia probably looks better in practice than he does in games, right? And so he just hasn't been able to translate that. The other thing that you have to factor in on this, in this day and age of the transfer portal, it's my belief as soon as you go to Alex Flynn as quarterback, he's going to play well enough to probably keep the job. I'm not. The ceiling may be higher for Mason Garcia, but you're having to wait to get there. But I think they played better with Alex in there right now. But once you do that, you probably don't go back to Mason Garcia unless there's an injury, and that probably means Mason Garcia goes into the transfer portal. And I don't think they want that to happen, and they're going to give him every benefit of the doubt or every chance to try to prove it. Now, having said that, the leash is probably a lot shorter this week. Yeah, you would think so, and uh, they take on an Appalachian State team that is coming off a thriller against North Carolina, and this was, from people I've talked to, not looked at as one of App State's better teams they have had in years, but uh, they go to Chapel Hill, they're able to take them into a double OT, they lose the game, and uh, they are a team that, <laughs> hey, they put a damper on Drake Mays Heisman uh, chances with uh, he him throwing just over 200 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but they couldn't stop the run so if you're east carolina you just gotta hope something can get going in that passing game because if not app state is probably just going to crowd the box i would imagine and try to clean up those terrible run numbers they have going into this game unless they're so bad at the run they can't (laughs) true the box and and that and that's where mason garcia gives you an advantage as quarterback right he's a better running option for you and a tough guy to tackle but yeah usually when you crowd the box like that you have a much better chance of stopping the run and so Look, we saw this matchup a couple years ago in Charlotte, and and App took it to him in that game. And so um, how does it translate this time around? I agree with you. This may not be the most talented Appalachian State team, but still, they're, they're pretty darn good, and they will challenge uh, in the Sun Belt Conference. And, and this is a game I always used to be ECU had the advantage when they played this series, but now it seems like App's the bigger bully in this one. And can ECU match that intensity and find ways offensively to be able to run it down their throat with some attitude? Bully is a good word for it, Brian. That's what they did two years ago, and they ran on these Pirates uh, to open up the season in Charlotte and talked to Blake Harrell about that and and how he said he likes facing a, a running team and and he can send the message to the players, hey, this is just, you know, mano mano, who wants it? Who's the, who's the better man on the field? So he likes the challenge. Didn't work out for him a couple years ago. We'll see how that defense stands up, which, as you said, they did for three quarters on Saturday before a, a big trick play got by him and then Ali hit a home run, which he usually hits one a game and unfortunately he hit one against the Pirates. Yeah, and so, look, that's the one thing you do against aggressive defensives like ECU. A trick plays misdirection will work against you. And that kind of they gets you on your heels. And once you're on your heels a little bit, that's when Ali uh, was able to bust one through. But at that point, you know, once you get down more than a score with the way that offense is playing, I mean, it's almost demoralizing at that point because if the defense wasn't getting it done, it's not like the offense was going to come through at that point. That was just kind of clear uh, throughout that game. Brian North joining us. Brian, uh, in honor of your Am I the Only One, I'm going to throw out some Am I the Only Ones to you today on the show. Am I am I the only one that thinks Notre Dame, and I don't necessarily believe these things I'm about to say, but there could be good talking points. Am I the only one that believes Notre Dame is a college football playoff team? Brian, they knock off NC State last week, roll up 45. They've got Ohio State in two weeks, Duke after that. 
say they lose one of those games. They still have USC and a road trip to Clemson, so they have plenty of time to make up for an early loss. So say they lose to Ohio State, if they run the table, they can still be a playoff team. Are they good enough to do that with Sam Hartman? All the Golden Domers believe it, right? They, they think every year they should be playing for the national title. <laughs> so you, you're probably not the only one, but I don't know how many people outside of the Golden Dome circle believes it at this point. This is one of those years you got to show me, and their schedule is set up to do that. If they start showing you that, then everybody gets on, on board. But I, I'm not sure right now. I think you're, you're the only one right now. Am I the only one, Brian, that thinks North Carolina beat a bad South Carolina team and – uh, once again, North Carolina is not going to play like the number beside their name, and uh, they get got coming up Saturday against Minnesota. Minnesota rows the boat into Chapel Hill and wins. Yeah, well, uh, you'll have a lot more people jumping on that bandwagon thought if they lose to Minnesota this week. And look, jury's still out. I always say it takes you know a good three weeks to figure out really how good you are and how good your opponents are. And so, yeah, maybe South Carolina wouldn't surprise me if they come back a little bit to the pack this week. We didn't think App was as good, but that's a that's an in-state rivalry game, and they played them really tough the last couple of years, even beating them once. So, okay, I can see that one. I think this is the week we find out about North Carolina, so you're probably not the only one on that one. So, um, But if they win against Minnesota, you'll have a lot less people thinking that. Brian, am I the only one that takes my hat and sunglasses off when I talk to an adult and Colorado State is going to go to Colorado and the Rams are going to beat the Buffaloes this week? <laughs> um, there, there are less and less people who do that, I guess. Uh, yeah. uh, the the old, old people respect values. You know, the unwritten rules of baseball we hear all the time. Yeah. Some of these unwritten rules of society have... Uh, I've kind of gone by the wayside, so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw Dion bought his entire team sunglasses. Why did the Colorado State coach do this? They, the first two weeks, okay, they had a Sonny Dykes thing, and I guess they, they went to a camp, and the, the coach for TCU didn't look at Shador Sanders, and then week two, Matt Rule said something about Dion. Like, all Colorado State had to do was keep their mouth shut, go into it. And and I'm kind of tired. Like, it's fun, but I'm also tired of Col- like every game being a personal game for Colorado. It can't keep happening, right? Good grief. Well, this the Michael Jordan way of life, right? Finding ways to be disrespected. That's what gets you to play harder. Uh, and that's a tough way to go through life. Michael Jordan had a lot of great success doing it. Not many other people, I, I think, can rise to that level of, of self-generated anger like he did. But it's worked for Colorado so far. And, and whatever Dion gets to motivate his team at this point, and you're right, I thought this might be a week where they, they come off the, the two high-profile wins. Maybe this is the week somebody could catch them or, or give them a challenge. But, nope, you woke them up with uh, with your comments. And so uh, we'll see. But uh, that's... Uh, Brett Kennedy's all modern Colorado State. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian, am I the only one that thinks the Panthers are okay despite showing us nothing during preseason and not a whole lot offensively last week against the Falcons? No, I'm I'm always on that bandwagon, and and I'm always too close to that situation, but... I liked what they did in the offseason. I liked some of the stuff I saw against the Falcons. you got a rookie quarterback who throws, throws two interceptions. He'd love to have back, but his best days are ahead of him. So, no, they just have to find a little bit of wide receiver uh, players, and they didn't have D.J. Chark in that game, and, and uh, Thielman was not as healthy as he should have been. No, I, I think in a bad division, they got as, just as good a shot as anybody. 
Yeah, I think this is one of those, uh, seriously, that, that we talk about. We can come back to it almost every quarter of the season and say, all right, what are the standings now? Because the Bucks winning at Minnesota is not normal. Uh, the Saints, hey, they, they, they picked up a good win. They beat Tennessee, but can you trust the Saints week in, week out? I don't think so. And are the Falcons going to be able to do what they did and make it last every week where they just tell Desmond Ritter to throw the ball like 15 times and hope they get enough defense and run game. It just doesn't seem sustained. It, it can win you seven, eight games or whatever, but can you do it and be a really successful team? I don't know. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. This division is going to, I think, flip-flop throughout the year, although I would say the Saints have a bit of an edge over the rest of the three right now. So the coaches matter in this, right? This is going to be development of teams that we're going to watch in this division. Health is going to be a big thing as well. The Panthers losing their starting right guard doesn't help with that uh, probably for the year. But this is going to be big on coaching and who gets the players to develop the most throughout the year and who understands their style the best because these are these are all just unknowns in these teams. So coaching is going to matter this year. Is Frank Greg a good coach? We're about to find out. Is Arthur Smith a good coach? Uh, the jury's still out on that too, but this is his chance to really put his imprint on that team. Same thing with, with the other two squads, you know? So this is, this is all about who's going to make the adjustments throughout the year. So this isn't going to be, you can't make proclamations after a couple games. This is going to be, these teams are not going to look anything like they are now at the end of the season, whether it's better or worse. Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Am I the only one that thinks the Jets are better with Zach Wilson than they were with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Let me tell you something now. All my Jet friends, oh, they're giving up on the season. I was like, Zach Wilson not only looked like a better quarterback than last year, he finally sounded the part. Sometimes we just need a little time and maturity. And remember last year he was blaming everybody. It was never his fault. And I listened to his post-game interview, and I was like, oh, my God, this is 180 degrees different from what we heard last year. Now, it helped that they won, but he was gracious. He was um, offering out compliments to other people. He wasn't taking any credit himself. It's like, maybe Aaron Rodgers is uh, yogiism or whatever got yeah. over to him where he is he's learning better. So I'm like, I wouldn't cash in the season yet now. I, I think they've, they've got a lot around him. He does not have to carry that team. He's just got to not screw it up. Yeah, I mean, he was a healthy scratch for stretches last year for New York where they just were like, hey, man. Don't come around. We, you know, so he had to make some huge strides. And with that defense, with that running game, they're going to be in a lot of games. And uh, can he just not screw it up? That might be the, the difference for the Jets this year. Dealing with temptation is the hardest thing in life. And I'm sure he had a lot of that thrust into a spotlight. And it's all about maturity. You're not the same person that you were when you, especially when you're younger. And we mature, we mature so much later now in life. So to sit there and put all this on 22, 23, 24, 25-year-olds is sometimes ridiculous. Give them time to find out if they can get better and mature. And I give Zach Wilson credit. Again, it's still early. It's one example. But I like what I hear from him so much more than I did last year. And I'm sure he had to do a lot of soul-searching. And when they signed Aaron Rodgers, it took a lot of pressure off of him. I'm going to be honest with you. Was I the only one who didn't realize he was still on the team? <laughs> he was put in the game. I was like, oh, we still have him? So, 
I was a little surprised uh, by that. If I didn't watch Hard Knocks, I would have been right there with you, Brian. But uh, I did see him a little bit. The uh, the Aaron Rodgers restoration project that was Hard Knocks. And, uh, man, that, that was just crazy watching that the other night. It almost didn't feel real. It's like, man, is this yeah. – hey, I'm not a big Rodgers fan or anything, but just as somebody who likes football, I wanted to see – what he could do in there and shame on the bills that that is the story that's been lost the bills lost to zach wilson and the jets the other night because josh allen threw three interceptions right so tuesday morning there was nothing but anger on talk radio for josh allen right it's like everybody just decided to, to take their aaron Rodgers anger and just dump it on josh <laughs> allen how horrible he was yeah. and how he's just a miserable human being now and he can't do that and it's like I, the guy's done nothing but win. And, yes, he's been reckless, and, yes, he turns it over, but now you're mad because they lost the game. Yes, they probably should have won. Yeah. There's one game. Let's not, let's not throw the guy down the garbage disposal here. Uh, he was mad at himself. He knows he's got to change, but they've won with him doing it this way. So now we talk about maturity getting better. Let's see if he's able to find that. Look, Patrick Mahomes went through this last year. Remember when, when he was turning it over a lot and he had to just all of a sudden yeah. figure it out, and he did. Now Josh Allen's got to do the same thing. He is also, I guess it's our fine line between being a, a tough guy and being an absolute idiot. And he, yeah. the way he, he's got out of bounds an inch to his right, but instead cuts it upfield and gets hit by a safety in a corner. And the way he, instead of slides, decides, you know what, instead of going down, I'm going up. I'm going to jump over these guys. Like, it, just watching it, I'm not a Bills fan or whatever. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. But that's just how he plays. So. When you are so good at something and you do spectacular things, you think you can do it all the time. Every time, That's yeah. Is doing now. He thinks he can make a spectacular play every time. The maturity comes from understanding it's a calculated risk of when to do it and when not to do it. He's kind of in that stage of his career. Cam Newton went through it. Other people that you can compare him to with that size and ability. At some point, it's got to click for him or his career is going to be a lot shorter on the back end. Brian, am I the only one that says if everything's equal and if like if real football was like Madden where all your players are 100% healthy, there's no bruises, there's no bumps, you're playing with who you got at their highest ability and highest quality, the Miami Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. They are the flavor of the moment, so you're not the only one. A lot of people are saying that. Every time they are healthy, two is healthy and everything, they just uh, – two had 466 passing yards on Sunday. Yeah. So what's the best ability in the world? Availability, and that is the problem, and that's kind of my asterisk with my statement there because they're just not going to be this way every week. and. Uh, Tyreek's not going to have 215 yards every week, and, and you just can't count on it. But, man, when they are all there, it is fun to watch. Yep. So the other thing about football is you have to play in adverse conditions, right? And yeah. And he's always great. This time of year is great. <laughs> it's we, nice and sunny. <laughs> yeah. We always want – and that was the question last year with them. Can they go into a place like Buffalo in, right. in, in December and win with what they have set up? Do they have the abilities with that talent they have now – to go into adverse conditions and adverse places and win. But no, in your Madden scenario, no. In perfect, ideal conditions, no, they probably they probably are the best team. North, uh, what high school games are we keeping an eye on tonight, and what are you featuring on the Blitz? Yeah, so we've got conference play gets underway tonight. We've got some awesome games with Newburn and Havelock, both undefeated. Uh, we're calling this the Board of Education Bowl because, uh, you know, the Board of Education has its fingerprints all over the new head coaches' teams. <laughs> 
And then uh, we've got James Keenan and East Duplin in Duplin County. Uh, they're starting their conference play, and East Duplin's won 18 in a row. They've looked great so far, but James Keenan is just, boy, they're tough. And so then you've got West Craven at Aiden Griffin. Aiden Griffin off to a good start. Uh, West Craven is one and three, but all three losses are to undefeated teams. So those are some of the bigger ones. Uh, keep an eye on Farmville Central tonight, too. They've got Southwest Edgecombe, and this will be the most physical team they play so far. So I'm curious to see how they do with uh, a team that will pound it up. So, so Farmville Central's averaging like 60 or whatever. Um, what Can you set a line for us, a fake line? Like what What would you set the line at tonight? Do you think uh, well, will it be a game? That's the thing. Is who, it's who they play, too, right? Yeah. To start factoring in who they play. They have not played a very tough schedule and so when you start looking at that, now are they battle-tested for a good conference slate? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Keep an eye on that game. Most people probably set it at like 35, you know, mm. would be the uh, the line on it. But I, I'm telling you, I just, there's just if, if they win by 35 tonight, okay, they got something there, and it's going to be them and West Craven and maybe North Pitt for that title. But um, just, I, I'm curious to see how, how they do with somebody who's going to hit them right in the mouth tonight how they respond to that. So that's. That's a good one. And we've got the mullet bucket game. Can't forget the biggest, oldest trophy game in eastern North Carolina. The fish pail will be fought hard over by East and West Carteret. Always love hearing North talk about that one every year. Brian, we'll uh, see if we can track you down the final hour of our pregame show on Saturday as East Carolina takes on Appalachian State. What's your uh, Saturday looking like? So I got press passes waiting for me there. It's just a matter of this is all going to be on my um, my co-pilot and what her decision wants to be tomorrow. All right, fair enough. We'll find out when we give you a call yeah. uh, coming up around three tennis or so on uh, on Saturday. I'd love to be there, but but uh, game time decision. We'll find out. There you go, North. Enjoyed it, man. Uh, have a great weekend. Have a good show tonight on the Blitz, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Clipper. Be North, Brian North, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We will take a break. Come back to the Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. Michael Winstead said we need one of our quarterbacks to put on their big boy pants in this game coming up on Saturday. Brandon's going to love seeing the purple and gold driving through his hometown in Wilkesboro to get to Boone. He said, go beat those app holes. Careful how I say that. I just got a picture from Jenny of a giant water tower that says, I love Wilkesboro. So I guess that's where I reckon that's where they are. See how far are they away if they're in Wilkesboro? Wilkesboro to Boone. That's gonna put us uh, about 48 minutes. They're about to hit some mountains. All right, good stuff. Take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live Hour One. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back. Christie's Euro Pub 
is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink this ECU football season. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. And if you like brunch, Christie says brunch every day, Tuesday through Sunday. For the latest information, check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit them online at christieseuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint at Christie's Europub today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Love this song, Shirley. Was it Marcus Cranley said, Talking Heads? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, great video, too. Oh, classics. Talking Heads has some really good videos back in the day. Very innovative. Ryan says 0 oh, 3. Richard says 1 and 2. It is going to be one of those. That I can guarantee. Jamie said, Is that a panther creeping in the background? That is Tony Dunn. <laughs> Uh, he is ready to go for another Friday Pick'em and some Panthers talk coming up here on Pirate Radio Live. But right now, we will get to Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, talk a little football and some golf to wrap up our number one. Greeny, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Cliff, how you doing? Doing good. And uh, let's talk some football before we uh, ask you what's going on in the golf world. Clemson uh, kind of played with their food a little bit early in that game last week. Uh, against Charleston Southern, but ended up blowing them out uh, later in the contest, 66-17, to 17, the final. And I don't know, did you see some things there, second quarter, second half, Greeny, to to get you excited for a game against FAU and then that big one against Florida State? Well, you got to continue, continue to clean up your mistakes. Uh, you know, I, I, I coached my son's soccer, and when I got back, uh, I, the game starts at two o'clock. I jumped into the, you know, the game, uh, after his soccer game and, you know, it's 14, 14 and Charleston Southern has zero yards of total offense, but they've got 14 points. So you got to clean up your turnovers. You got to clean up your mistakes. Uh, from that point on, I mean, I personally, I think the defense has played really good through the first two games. I mean, they gave up 28 points to Duke, not really a much fault of their own on that side as the offense doing the damage to the defense. So defense played well again. So we'll see if that trend continues. And if the offense can clean up a little bit, I did see a little more poise from Cade Klubnik in the in the pocket. So that's something to look forward to. The offense is moving the ball. They just can't seem to finish. They found it in the second half a little bit more. So we'll see if that continues this week and then move into the game against Florida State. It would have been nice if, if Klubnik had gotten two cupcake games before playing a Duke or a Florida State, but it is what it is. Well, now you got FAU. I was going to put Clemson on a very, very small upset alert uh, until FAU lost to Ohio last week, 17-10 to 10 was that score, just 10 points. There was some excitement there down in Boca Raton for Tom Herman, and uh, Phil Steele talked to us, said Herman really liked what he inherited there, uh, but it might take him a little while to get the pieces going. So any, uh, you think you should be able to cruise in this one coming up 8 o'clock on Saturday? Yeah, I don't think it's a problem. I think uh, the, the 8 o'clock start is probably an issue for fans playing FAU. They would probably like to flip, uh, you know, the 8 o'clock to next week and the 12 o'clock to this week just to, to make it more palpable. But uh, it is what it is there, too. But, uh, yeah, I don't see any issues. I think uh, the idea in this game, again, is to clean up the mistakes, pat it pretty much over by halftime, and get to see a lot of the second, third, and fourth stringers in the second half. 
All right, Granny, let's, uh, well, we'll stick in the ACC for a moment. North Carolina able to get by Appalachian State uh, in double overtime. They got Minnesota uh, coming up this week in Chapel Hill. It is a light slate when it comes to top 25 and marquee games and things like that, but there's going to be some upsets here and there. Could the Gophers be one of those teams to maybe pull off one on Saturday? Well, you know, we talked uh, about North Carolina after that South Carolina game, right, Cliff? And it was, you know, the North Carolina defense looked good. Yep. Uh, but you know what? I mean, App State seemed like that they were chasing North Carolina all over the place. North Carolina's offense wasn't the, the juggernaut that we thought it was going to be against an App State defense. So, again, the question goes back to, was North Carolina better or was South Carolina that bad? And Game 2 says South Carolina might have been that bad. And North Carolina might not have been that good. So, yeah. again, I think they, they are on upset alert, right along with whoever Texas A&M plays. I mean, Texas A&M every week should be on upset alert. <laughs> well, Greeny, how about, uh, you know, East Carolina's in a good spot here, taking on the App State team, coming off an emotional loss, double overtime. Uh, you know, the old phrase, don't let one game beat you twice. The problem is East Carolina cannot move the football right now. And whether it's Mason Garcia or Alex Flynn, this offense is going to have to – to figure out a way to do something in the passing game to make teams respected so they'll be able to run the football. So, man, I, I, I'm not seeing it right now. One week, maybe it'll click, but it's something I got to see to believe uh, for East Carolina. How about their matchup with App State coming up on Saturday? Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've, I've been thinking that, you know, I thought East Carolina was going to put up a better fight against Michigan. I thought that they were going to win in week two. Uh, so I guess I'm going to go against them this week and maybe things will turn around for them. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with reverse psychology and All right. pick them so that they can win. Yeah, I, I accidentally uh, put the voodoo on Clemson week one doing that. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going the reverse way. We appreciate that, Greeny, around here. Uh, how about your Pats, Greeny? They get off, just like Clemson, to a bad start, but get back in the game and actually have a chance to win that game at the end against the now 2-0 and Philadelphia Eagles. And, man, thrown right back into the fire. They got another big one coming up this week. Pats will host the Dolphins coming up on Sunday Night Football. What would you think of Mac and the Pats week one? Yeah, that's, uh, again, the last couple of years since Tom Brady has not been there, it seems like the M.O. for the Patriots have been, again, mistakes and, you know, had chances to beat teams like Miami in the past early in the season, you know, and, and a fumble here, a turnover there. So you want to, again, see the cleanup. But, you know, you saw the difference, the difference, and that's what we think out of Mac Jones is that we're going to get – you know, Mac Jones a little more composed, a little more ready, understanding an offense. You have an actual offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. You've got some weapons. You saw some great catches by some receivers. So you want to see, again, the defense The defense was the defense. I mean, they, they pretty much shut down the Eagles outside of those first couple of uh, possessions that, again, was caused by the offense. So you think that you've got something there. You've got Aaron Rodgers gone for the season. So, you know, are the Jets kind of, uh, maybe not as good as we thought they were going to be with Wilson as the quarterback. You know, can you shut down Tua Tagovailoa and and beat a Miami team? And then Buffalo was struggling last week. So suddenly, if the Patriots can go out there and get a W at home against the Dolphins, uh, you might flip the script a little bit in the AFC East. Yeah, and, and we can we're going to do this every week. NFL, there's only one game a week, so uh, there's so much to talk about between games. But right now. 
Are, are the Bills still the front runner there? Is it Miami after their performance? Uh, do, does the Jets' defense keep them in enough games to win games? And then where do the Patriots? Who is the power right now in the AFC East, in your opinion? I think it's still a toss-up. I, you know, I think that you, you know, you go back, you look at somebody like the the New Orleans Saints, who had all the defense in the world but couldn't score points. Do, do the Jets fall into that category? I mean, you know, you can say all you want about Wilson running around back there, but they figured him out pretty quick in his rookie season, and I I see that happening again. I think that might have just been uh, one of those instances where he comes in the game, there's no pressure on him. And he's able to move the football. Now suddenly you're the starter for the rest of the season. You got the pressure back on you. Do you tighten up a little bit? Do you start seeing ghosts in the secondary? And again, with Miami, I mean, Tua has proven to put up the best stats in that division. But can he stay healthy? I mean, one he's one hit away from never playing in the NFL again, in my estimation. So I think that whole division is still up for complete grabs right now. Talking to football with Mark Greenheld. Let's talk some golf, Greeny. What's uh, what are the headlines in the golf world this week? Anything we need to know about? Well, you know, as we're getting closer and closer to Ryder Cup, we want to see what's going on. Of course, over on the DP World Tour, the one guy that was probably the biggest snub out of the two teams was Adrian Moronk, and he's lo and behold leading the BMW PGA Championship over there. Rory McIlroy having to birdie his last hole to probably make the cut on the number. Uh, after melting down last week. So we'll see how that goes. And then, of course, on the U.S. side, all eyes are on Justin Thomas this week as he tries to justify himself being a pick for the Ryder Cup on the U.S. side. And so far, as we're talking right now, three under for the day through 15 holes, six under for the tournament inside the top 10. So we're seeing a little progress out of Justin Thomas. And, oh, by the way, Rory McIlroy gave him props and said, hey, there are a few guys on the U.S. team that I would rather face than Justin Thomas in a Ryder Cup. So uh, a little boost from the opposite side. Greeny, good stuff, man. What you guys have planned for Saturday morning's edition of the Golf Shop? Well, we are going to talk and get prepped for Ryder Cup, so we'll talk to Rex Hargard about uh, that as well as uh, more PIF Senate hearings and government getting the way, getting in the way of things trying to happen. We're also going to check in with Golf Monthly's Mike Bailey, talk a little bit about the same stuff. I mean, you got DJ talking about that he should have been that Dustin Johnson, that he should have been on the Ryder Cup team, and John Rahm saying it's a disappointment that guys like Sergio Garcia aren't on their side. And, uh, you know, we'll check in with Bill Bender and talk uh, a little college football as well. So lots going on tomorrow. Good stuff, Greeny. Good luck to your teams, and uh, hopefully it's a fun football weekend and have a great show on Saturday. We'll catch up with you again next week. All right, thanks a lot, Cliff. You too. Have a good one. All right, there is Mark Greenhelge Golf Shop Radio Show. We'll talk more NFL when we return. Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast. What can the Panthers do to bounce back week two? Another division game. This one on Monday night. Big one, week two against the Saints. We'll also uh, recap last week's picks. It was ugly. And we'll make some more terrible picks coming up week two for the NFL. It is all ahead on Pirate Radio Live on a football Friday. Back with you after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Wally's 2 Kettle Corn in Winterville is where you can find the tastiest popcorn around. Make it a movie night at home with Wally's 2 Kettle Corn. They have over 50 flavors to choose from, including classics like cheddar, caramel, or Chandler's favorite, uh, better butter, or specialty flavors such as Chicago-style wintergreen mix and MJ's uh, Cheesecake. Wally's 2 also caters if you're hosting a party or event. Satisfy your company with delicious popcorn. Check them out on Facebook or stop by and see Wally today on Fire Tower Road, right across from Sam Jones Barbecue, Wally's 2 Kettle Corn. Make it a poppin' day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a football Friday. Shirley Rhodes, intern Joey. And Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast, joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Tony, how you doing? Great, 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 great. Talk to you Wednesday night at Sports Trivia, and you play. You were playing it very cool. Cool. Were you being uh, upfront with us? Are you really okay with Carolina? Right? Oh, now? that's what you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I am one hundred. So, again, your preseason expectations were to contend for a South championship. Sure. Okay. You still feel okay about that? Yeah. Okay. So, through one game. All right. Well, what positives did you see in the loss to the Falcons? Okay. Uh, number one is the offensive line, which was a problem throughout the preseason. Um, bounced back and kind of showed what kind of the form they were at last season. Now, in since that game sadly brady christensen has gone to ir with a torn bicep but uh, you like to see the offensive line and icky you know not making the mental mistakes that's number one um number two is i think that we saw that brian burns and Derek brown together um it can be dynamic in this defense and, and you're kind of excited about the three four uh number three the carolina panthers beat themselves in that game rather than the Atlanta Falcons beating them. And I know that if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan that, you know, that sounds like a a cop out or whatever. But there were three turnovers by the Carolina Panthers. They owned the time of possession battle like crazy. Um they ran the ball effectively, which is another thing that's another plus. And if you even factor in that they marched the ball down like about 80 yards on like a it felt like a 12-minute drive in in some effects. And they get down to the 20 and on fourth and one, don't convert. That effectively, like Frank Reich said, was a fourth turnover. It was, was that when it was 0 0? Yeah. That was earlier, right? Yeah. And so, and then finally, while Bryce Young did throw two exact picks that were the same, I think those are welcome to the NFL picks. I think you saw a lot of things that Bryce Young, that I, there were no real red flags to me that Bryce Young could not be a good quarterback in the in, in the league. So I think you put those things together and I'm heartened and I think here is that there's two way, there's a couple of ways to look at this is that the expectations have been so inflated by Carolina Panther fans just the excitement uh, around the team with having a new quarterback that anything beyond just a blowout was probably going to be a disappointment for Carolina Panther fans. 
I think my expectations for this season have been between seven and nine wins all the time. It's like a good season is nine wins, uh, or a very good season is nine wins, a good season is eight wins, and an acceptable season would be seven wins. Anything above that is house money. So I think this is the, you know, if I'm just not disappointed because I think that we're, the trajectory of the team is heading in the right direction, particularly because we've got our quarterback. I, this is what I love about, you know, talking sports and, and doing the fifth quarter. We have uh, all these callers call in. Some have similar opinions. Some have completely opposite opinions on what they just watched, the same exact game. Because, Joey, you are you were down on the Panthers earlier this week. Yeah, I, are I you mean, still down on the Panthers? I'm not as harsh and down on the Panthers as I was initially, but, like, even still, like, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to watching this Monday night game because I don't oh, know wow. what's going to happen. Like, I – I feel like our receivers aren't playmakers. I feel like our quarterback, you know, can be something in the league. And like you said, those are going to be those welcome to the NFL picks. And every quarterback's going to get them. But I don't know. this. What we saw against Atlanta, and Atlanta was supposed to not be a strong team this year. Well, some people, to some people, they're a, you know, a dark horse favorite. They are what they are, and this is how they're going to win, but I don't think they can win with Desmond Ritter throwing for 115 yards. He was 8 for 10 with like negative 6 yards in the first half, which is insane. I don't even know how that's possible. I think... The the last thing I would say is to be disappointed is okay, Joey. To 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 be down on the team, I don't know if is is might be overreactionary because uh, it look if the Panthers are going to be good and if they are going to contend for the NFC South this year, they're going to have to win ugly games. They're going to have to scratch and claw and win games and not squander them. And that's the sad part about Week One is you really effectively outplayed the team in, in most in a lot of different ways they were two for ten on third down yeah, you know? I, yeah so I, there's a lot of you don't see the panthers uh being in and winning a lot of shootouts this year not at the moment more, yeah. not at the moment i mean i, I When's certainly the last time the panthers have been in a shootout? <laughs> like a good Cam days shootout. maybe i don't know yeah i mean probably it was 2015 you know it's like coming to see a shootout yeah, I mean, and I think it will be there at some point. I just don't know if we're really banking on it early in the season. Maybe it's not until next year that we're an offense that's going to well, win like that. They're in a division where all the teams are trying to avoid shootouts, it looks like. Well, though, it seems like the whole NFL was trying to avoid shootouts this week. Is that we got to remember well, this last Outside of Miami and the yeah. Chargers and maybe the Chiefs. Yeah, and I guess last night. Which is week two. So that is amazing. We have to file this away for next year. We just need to lay money on the under on every game across the league next year in week one. Wait. I oh, bet week you, one? Yeah, just week one. Just take the under. Every, I bet you it would have brought you plus quick. money. All right. Let me look at the scores real quick. So, I mean, is that you kind of, I mean, we're all excited by all the news we hear in training camps. You know, you get all the hype of the offseason, and it's always deflating like this is... I can't remember. Maybe it was three or four years ago where the overs were hitting early in the season. But last year, the overs were real high and no one was even touching them. Looking at week one, so Jags Colts probably went over at 52. Um, Bears Packers went over at 58. Eagles Patriots, I don't know where that was. That ended at 45. That's pretty close to probably where it was. Uh, Dolphins Chargers went way over. 
Rams Seahawks 43. That was probably close. Yeah, even Cowboys, Cowboys Giants is probably. So, yeah, you're probably if you go across the board 16 games, it was like 12 and 4, uh 11 and 5 at least to the under. I'm going to try to look. You know what what the problem is, Tony? There's no way we file that away. We're not going to remember this. I am. I am. I wouldn't I hope so. Let's see. Okay. How do you feel about the teddy bear that we drafted at corner? Oh boy. Who's that? Oh, oh, the Teddy, oh, J.C. Horn. Yeah. Uh, disappointing. Disappointing, man. And the crazy part about it is, is just how severe the injury is. Another non-contact injury where they heard a pop, which suggests that it's a grade three hamstring tear, which means a full tear. They put him on the IR today. They did for the full. Well, it's probably going to be season ending then. Uh, it lit- because it's a 20, 16 to 24 week recovery when you get surgery. And that's just a return to sports-like activities. You know what I'm saying? So there's no way he's going to be back. Uh, Detroit, Kansas City was over-under was 54. Yeah, that went under. Um, well, Panthers I to go through the whole game. Just go, like, I, I mean, mean, I, I just, just can't remember. I just don't remember the, which ones. The were. only ones that would have been close, what was, do you have the Eagles-Patriots? Eagles, Patriots. Ended at yeah, that was forty. Ended at 45. Oh, 46. 45. You see, okay, under. Uh, how about Rams, Seahawks? 47 and a half. Under. Okay, so, and Bills, Jets, uh, yeah, that was under too. So I think there were only two, I guess. Oh, and look, it gives me the U right there. Uh, you, 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 you. All right, you. I, I, yes. Oh, cool. Your point, no, I'm just saying, man. Hey, you're the one that likes this stuff more than me. I'm trying to help you. I don't like it a week late. <laughs> well, I'm I want it, this I'm last giving Friday. It to you and I'm giving it to you a year early. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's too early. You got to do it a day in advance. Um, so, what does it mean hey, for Google, we? Google, <laughs> remind me in 50 weeks. Hey, Google, remind me in 50 weeks to tell Clip to take all unders. You know what I'm gonna start doing? I'm gonna start making all my picks a week later and see how I do. 2024 at 4:16 p.m. There we go. Thank you. Wait, what, thir- what? What date did you set it? August 30th. Fair enough. Uh, so what does that mean for week two, Tony? What do we do now? Tell half me. and half. <laughs> God. Um, did y'all watch last night's game? I did. I was kinda, Parts of it. I was Parts in and out on it. I got second suckered half. in a second half prize pick where I got the Jalen Hurts, but the dang man, I took a, the Vikings trying to get a field goal. And once they fell behind, they were only going for touchdowns. Yeah. I made Justin it. Jefferson. Man, he's, a, he's unstoppable. Yeah, I had a, How many catches did he have with like three or four guys on? Like it's just crazy. Few, yeah. His catch, I think, was like a like. How many did he have total? He had eleven. Eleven? That's insane. Got his chain ripped off and everything. Ooh, got a, did you see that? Yeah. Keep to Yeah, he had a his chain ripped off. Like in with, was like that late? coverage? Yeah, late. Okay, because like I turned it off when they went up two touchdowns or whatever and great uh interview with steve smith by the way on pardon my take this week if you okay. want to hear a smitty interview oh, that was a good one he's good he's just so entertaining um so justin jefferson nearly scored going into the locker room at halftime but fumbled the ball uh, over the pylon it was a touchback and let's have our annual touchback rule how do you feel about the touchback rule is it fair should they change it tony i like it I think that you should be punished for fumbling the ball out the end zone. Punishment uh, being your team loses the ball and the other team gets it on the 20. Well, what would be the alternative? 
We'll talk about that. Okay, mine. Is, all right, go ahead. Joey, Joey how do you feel yeah, about it? I think it's fair. I mean, for a mistake like that, yeah, you lose the ball. You lose possession. The other team gets the ball. Ryan, you want to weigh in? And they own the – they own yeah. – they. You're, that's their end zone, too. This is my house. Yeah. So it's not like – You call it a mistake, field. though. A yeah, mistake. It's a fumble. If you fumble one inch before that, you get the ball right there. Why is the mistake of it going one extra inch such a major mistake? Players you, are taught to protect the football regardless, so he shouldn't have fumbled the ball. So should every it fumble go, go out to the, the other sidelines? Not, not every fumble. Now you're moving the goalpost here. Yeah, the fumble went out of the end zone, which is a touchback. If it would have right. went out, we're at changing the, one, the rule. If if it would have went out the one, it's still their ball. How does that make sense? Because it's the end zone and not the one. I think you, it's their end zone. They own the end zone. The one is neutral field. Do you agree with the penalty? How about okay. no? I think it should be more severe. I think it should be negative six points. Okay, you're just you're going crazy. <laughs> now the argument that the rule should stay, a good one that I heard uh, from PFT uh, last night was you. Wait, what was the argument? There is no good argument. Uh, no, all the rules in football. <laughs> all the rules in football are for the offense, and it's good to have one that actually helps the defense. In this case, Tory, I saw Tory Smith say this. Uh, he likes the rule. He said, "Why? What would stop you from just bowling the ball out the end zone?" I think. Well, I mean, you're trying to score a touchdown. You wouldn't just stupidly throw it to but the end zone. you could be like on the nine. and just yeah. <laughs> No, that, you can't do that. Like well, imagine somebody you outside run. You, you're about to go out at the eight-yard line, and you just chuck it down <laughs> through the end zone. Y'all, y'all know you can't do that. If you well, do that at the – if you, you do that, you can't fumble the ball at the end no, zone. No, you're talking about two different things. If you're at the 40-yard line, and you're about to get tackled, and you throw the ball 20 <laughs> yards downfield, you don't get it there. And it goes out at the one. You don't get it there. But it goes – back to where you had the ball <laughs> if you if it, if you fumble the ball on the eight right yeah it goes out on the eight or where the ball goes out on the eight if like you fumble feet. it forward if you fumble it backwards it goes out where okay. the ball went out so bowling it wouldn't no. effectively help you no bowling unless you had a friend that could go pick it up which you can't fumble forward. a pal yeah a teammate uh, so what if about I bowl this, the ball, though? if I have a player downfield, 20 yards downfield, and I bowl the ball to him, as long as he picks it up, we're good. I'm okay. No, 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 no. They would call that like a forward pass or a forward Well, what lateral. if you like f- pretended to fumble, though? You're bowling. It depends on how good of an actor you are, I guess. <laughs> Oops. What happens if you fell down on the, uh, the five and you were like, and someone picked you up and drug you to the end zone? Would you allow that? Yes. Really? If them, like throw where's you the over defense? Somebody tackle or touch the guy. Yeah. Okay. Throw you over the shoulder like a continental soldier? I would count that. Okay. All right. I think you, uh, Jamie. What should be the penalty then, Clip? Because you don't like this rule clearly. You think this rule is like, I'll where compromise. do they spot the ball at? I would like the offense to keep the ball back at the 20 yard line. Okay. Should now, there be a down and distance? See, that's what I mean, I'm a thinking. Down penalty? Do you keep the same down that it was at the twenty? Lost it down. Like you get a like maybe say it's third and goal, you fumble out of the end zone, you now have it at the twenty fourth and goal. I think there's another fourth the other goal? problem is is that yeah. when you fumble out of the end zone, 
it's not like the sideline fumble because the defense doesn't have an opportunity to recover. Because if you fumbled the ball forward on the 50, the defense has an opportunity to scoop the ball up. But if you fumble the ball on the one, they made a good defensive play and there's no opportunity for them to truly uh, grab the ball. Jamie says it's a fumble that the defense didn't recover. Are you kidding me? And then Mike P says, actually, I think a team has to recover the fumble, even if it's out of bounds. <laughs> he says, don't stop till it's recovered. It can go into the crowd. I love it. Care. I love it. Now we're getting outside the box. Tony, I have a compromise, though. Okay. So fumble into the end zone, touchback, and the, the, the other team gets the ball at the one-yard line. That's where they start their next possession. Ugh, no, no. So then why would the other a... team get punished for yeah. another team's mistake? They're not getting punished. They're getting the ball. They didn't give up any They're points. They get, a, they they get the get ball a at terrible field position. A safety. Yeah, but they could get a. Safety. So they're going to get a drive at a disadvantage because the player on the other team decided to fumble the football. What if you act like you act like a team would rather do that than score a touchdown? It is a penalty. You're not getting points. You're giving up the ball I to mean, the I other can team. I can see that it does it does think to not give them because the, the, then the effectively to, the the odds of getting a, a safety are so high. All right, put it at the five. Yeah. Okay. Give me the ten. I'll give you the seven. How about we just keep it at the 20? Seven and a half. All right, keep it at the 20. Great rule. All right. <laughs> Great job, Roger Goodell. You did it again. I don't know. I just. It, Why do you not like it? So it's much? just weird to me that, like, we don't do that at any other place on the field and we do it there. Yeah, it just I seems think radical. there should be a penalty for fumbling the ball out of bounds, period, in some way. Okay. I don't know what the. I don't know what it would be, but it's, it's fumble out of bounds, five yard penalty, third down. Yeah. So anytime you fumble, it would be cool. Like quarterback sacks, and you knock the ball out, you get the sack yardage plus the fumble yardage. There you go. It'd yeah, be. true. Because there's no reason a fantasy manager should get penalized, and the players don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, if say DeAndre Swift fumbles the ball, I get minus two. Yeah, they should true. get minus five yards <laughs> or minus two. What if we just did minus two? You know, how about to, that? What if you just fumbled the ball out the end zone? They just uh, but took then it would two just points be too, away. Like, like a, too many little like yardage rules. Kenny, no, I'm says, talking about actual points. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> minus two points. That would kill so many under overs. Give Kenny. them the ball on the. They get the ball back, but it is minus two on the scoreboard, so they can only score four. <laughs> I mean, I like these ideas more than we have now. And one person said. We've had this rule forever. Just don't touch it. It's fine. Yeah, you okay can't think that way. We used to have a rule, that Joey. Said you couldn't pass the ball forward. Grab around the radio, young Joey. We used to have a rule, and there was a rule in the NFL, Ryan. You remember this. Guy catches the ball on the sidelines, gets driven out of bounds by three defenders. This is perfect. You're on that Referee comes up and says, catch, because he would have hypothetically landed in bounds if nobody touched him. That was a rule like 10 or 15 years ago or something. There was a rule that you We used to play fake football out there. (laughs) You used to be able to smoke on airplanes. I mean, they practically hand you an ashtray with your peanuts. No, I I like the idea is, is, look, another rule that benefits the offense. You know, I mean, like, I I like what you're saying with PFT. It's like, hey, the defense is already at such a disadvantage. You know, I, I don't mind it. I know. I, I got um, you. I got but you. I always thought it would. It's got to go. I thought it had to go out the back of the end zone. It's just any part of the end zone. 
which I guess that makes sense. Too. We'll move on, but Jamie says a team should not be punished for fumbling a ball that a defensive player doesn't recover. Okay. That's kind of part of it, but I almost thought it wasn't a catch in some ways. I mean, I guess he was. I mean, it was good discussion. Yeah. Good discussion. Let's take a break. We'll come back with our picks. Uh Chandler has sent in his. And Danny Bill. I'm in the rear. Danny Bill is not here, so he may not have picks ever again. But we've got Tony, we've got Joey, and we've got more when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Sidebar is the place to be this football season in downtown Greenville. Get your team together for dinner on the patio or inside starting at 5.30 Tuesday through Saturday. Or take a break from work and enjoy the tastiest foods around for lunch Thursday through Saturday from 11.30 to 2.30. And on Sundays, enjoy a delicious uh, fall brunch from 11 to 2. Make your reservation today by calling 751-0151. Follow the Sidebar on Facebook or on Instagram at sidebar.greenville for more details. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Looking forward to a full day of coverage on Saturday. Bud Light pregame tailgate gets underway at 1130. The watch party presented by Celsius will kick off at kickoff at 330. Then after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And uh, Wings Over Greenville going to be providing the post-game food. And I've just received exclusive like news that literally nobody knows Broke. about. Broke. This is breaking news that nobody has anywhere the only place you will find it is right here right now on this particular radio program wings over greenville will be open for lunch beginning in october october wow. baby october game changer game changer pumpkin spice chicken wings great uh dinner time food great late night food great lunch food I how heard about lunch out. how about lunch what, what news do you have at uh, the Joey News Desk? Not as great as the Wings Over News, okay. but uh, we do have Danny's picks. Oh. He sent them to me, so I'll Okay, all right. He's Ooh. also watching right now. What's up, DB? Hope that stash is treating you well on this Friday. Uh, let's get to the picks. Last week, myself and Chandler were 8-7. and seven. Joey and Danny were 7-8. and eight. Tony was 6-9. and nine. Gosh. Tony, bad news. You were 6-9. and nine. Good news, you're only two games back. That's like, great. News. It is tough to pick NFL games, folks. Well, week one, two, yeah, and uh, or and, also should I say, and week two, and three, and four. It just 
you never know uh, when a team's gonna gonna step up, pulling up. Yeah, you never stuff. know when the Rams are gonna come out and yeah. lay up forty or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, we will kick it off with. We usually start with the Panthers, but I'm gonna go in order today of the games listed on ESPN.com. Starting with uh, all of a sudden a good game, one and zero versus one and zero. Packers at Falcons. Chan Man is going to take the road uh, Packers in this game. You know, I am as well. Is this a play against Atlanta? Is it a play for Green Bay? They were pretty. Jordan you know, Love, uh, it's impressive? a play against uh, Desmond Ritter. Okay. You know, and I was right last week. In one one extent, is that the way that the Panthers could be in this game and win this game is because Desmond Ritter stinks, and or we don't know, you know, that he's also a new quarterback. So if you had concerns or hesitations about Bryce Young, you should also have those about Desmond Ritter. He did not look good at all. Jordan Love did look good, and overall the the um, Packers man, they just put it on Troy's Bears. You know, I spared Troy. No text or anything. No Troy texts me. He Troy, loves, Troy yeah. texts me out of nowhere on Sunday and said, "Man, it would be wouldn't it be great to have a receiver like DJ Moore?" And I came this close to texting him back and saying, wouldn't it be great to have a quarterback like Bryce Young? <laughs> DJ Moore, by the way, two catches, 24 yards in the loss yeah. on Sunday. Um, and that was during his game I was going to text it. Falcons are at home. I, I, I don't know if we live in a world where I see the Falcons at 2-0, and but I am going to predict that world. I'm going to take the Falcons at home, Joey. Uh, me and DB are both going to go Packers. All right. I like being You're on an island. You're on an island. I like it. All right, next game. Another good game. Ravens at Bengals. Do the Bengals bounce back, Tony? Where is Oh, this? sorry. Raiders at Bills. Game two. Cook. <laughs> I, I took a big jump. Uh, the... Is anybody taking the Raiders? No. No. Okay. We can quickly move along on this one. Raiders are one and zero after beating Denver last night. Shame on the Bills for losing that game Monday night. You got Zach Wilson in. You got a lead. Zach Wilson played terribly. Uh, Austin had a better response for you to Troy. What's that? Tony should have responded. Wouldn't it be great to have a head full of hair? (laughs) (laughs) Put that one in the rotation. Hey Siri, remind me to text this. Ravens at Bengals. I do say the Bengals bounce back. Give me Cincinnati at home. I'm going last on this. All right, Joey. I've got the uh, the Ravens, and DB's got the Bengals. Okay. Chandler is going with the home Bengals. All right. uh, I'm going Ravens. Wow. We live in a world where the Bengals. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Actually, switch me to the Bengals because the Ravens are banged up in the secondary. Okay. Does it matter if uh, Burrow can't throw the ball? That, uh, just what was wrong numbers. With I don't know. I didn't watch a lot of that game. I did because I was had every game on. I was at tiebreakers. But that was a rainy. Maybe that was the Bears beating the 49ers last year yeah. game. I'm where, the only one with the Ravens on this game. Yeah. I can't wait to win that one. Good. I, I, I had to make to a win. business decision a little bit, too. That's a business decision. Seahawks at Lions. Anybody willing to bet on a Seahawks bounce back? Negative. Nope. Lions are legit, dude. They appear to be, don't they? That I think just their defense alone. Chandler went Lions, too? Yep. Danny going Lions? Yep. 
all right everybody is taking what a what a world we live in where we all have faith in the detroit Lions. i really wish you would have made one additional misspelling in this one what did i misspell in the chargers uh tie-ins yeah if you would have inverted the a and the i would have uh, been perfect. Yeah. i could have gone a lot of different ways with that one <laughs> chargers at titans chargers at taints these are two oh, i was thinking like never mind uh two teams that you just can never pick like i hate this game this is you're right man is uh now that i think about it if the titans are hard to pick the chargers are just as infuriating yep they are the afc both of these guys are contending for infuriating losses chad your titans let us down not only in the picks but in the nfc south and the saints play terrible you guys just stopped running the ball and you said like hey let's uh use tana thrill who is done it looks like i'm going chargers but boy brandon stay how does the how do the chargers have a defensive coach and a terrible defense mm, they got torched by tua i don't know why i want to pick the titans here in this game i do know why because they're playing the chargers give me the titans and they're gonna lose but i'm taking the titans Chandler is taking, he's a Titans guy, but he's taking the Chargers. Interesting. Uh, you're taking the Chargers, Tony? Correct. All right, uh, Joey. Me and Joey are taking the Chargers. All right, I'm on a Titans island, and I don't feel great about it. Two islands for you, sir. You're yeah. at Atlanta Island and Nashville Island. Guys, what do we do bears at Bucks? We pick the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the Bears. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Bears over here as well. I saw something. Did you see the headline about Eddie Jackson? Uh, and it was like they're thinking about benching him and uh, how terribly he played. Wasn't he just like three years ago the premier safety in the league? Or one of them? Do, uh, am I, I mean, making I've that heard up? the name, but like, okay. I don't think he's like an all pro or anything. Okay. Uh, Chiefs at Jags. Game of the one o'clock window. What did everybody else take? Uh, in the last game? Yeah. Uh, me, Joey, Danny have the Bears. Tony and Chandler have the Bucks. Oh, wow. Now I don't feel good. Chiefs at Jags. Anybody willing to say the Chiefs you start? Joey and Danny have the Bucks? Bears. Oh, okay. Bears. Yeah, yeah. Anybody willing to say the Chiefs start 0 2? Yep. Me and Danny are. Wow. And I'll take the Chiefs. Chandler is taking. Yeah, I mean, how can you trust the Travis Kelsey clutching his knee? <laughs> Chandler's taking the Chiefs, and you guys are taking the Jags at home. Y'all, no. No. Are we dummies? This is like my lock of the week here. Really? No, really? Yeah. Wow. The, the Jaguars are looking good. I mean, I guess their defense wasn't that great. They, Yeah, they... That offense looks crazy. I like the offense. The offense Calvin really Ridley, baby. Woo. Yeah, but they give blocking downfield for like 40 yards away. How many points did they give up against a rookie quarterback in the Colts? Now, they did have a defensive touchdown. Okay, they gave up 21 points. So they gave up two offensive touchdowns, I guess. Chiefs are mad 0-1. I love the Chiefs to go okay. in there and, and dominate this one. All right, Colts at Texans. This is a terrible game. I'm going Colts on the road. With terrible teams. Colts on the road. Danny and I also have the Colts. 
If Chandler, I really had, feel terrible about my picks now that you say like uh, Chiefs and the oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, guys, y'all are gonna come in and be like, "Why did I pick against Mahomes you and Kelsey?" Like I picked the Steelers last week. Y'all are exactly yeah. What I'm doing y'all are gonna be like yeah that was the dumbest pick i've made i picked the jacksonville jaguars to beat patrick Mahomes. <laughs> what, a what are y'all doing <laughs> colts at texans chandler's taking the texans wow i heard that uh what was it i think that he stroud was the first quarter rookie quarterback to throw over 33 attempts and no interceptions or something like that and his hmm. Uh, Jamie Mama Eliminator pick is uh, San Francisco this week. Uh, I am going with the Texans at home. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to the 4 o'clock games, the Niners-Rams, Giants-Cardinals, Jets-Boys, Commanders-Broncos, and the primetime games as well. We roll on with week two picks. Coming up, hour three. Talk some pirate football with Morgan Aylers and a couple of pirate pitchers will join us. Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman and Jake Hunter. And we got some beer to give away. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you on a football Friday after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. While these guys are stuffing their faces, from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. I sure hope that you guys save some for me because I'm going to be real mad if I turn around and there's, there's no chicky nuggets left for me. There's not much left, really? Santa Randolph what? has Randolph, arrived. Mm. Right on time, man. I haven't eaten hardly at all today. Shirley, good God. How many do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I was messing. Oh, okay. Joey was like, there's none left. There's none left. And I turned around. I was like, oh, no, there's plenty left. Santa I just like jerking Randolph. On. Santa Randolph. Thank you, Randolph. Just in time for a uh, Cowboys pick here in a minute. All right, so uh, we have picked the 1 o'clock games. We move on to the 4 o'clockers. The Niners are my survivor pick this week, taking on the Rams. I love that the Rams are coming off a win. No way they're that good, right? I did pick the Rams to make the playoffs. Wow. It was a kind of a dumb... Maybe not. Yeah, but uh, good performance by them in Seattle last week. I will take the Niners to beat them in L.A., not worried about who's at home because the Rams uh, don't get a ton of fans in there. More than the Chargers, I guess. And it's all relative. Like, they're all around each other kind of anyway. Yeah. I will take the Niners. Um, I will take the 49ers as well as I think I was wrong on Brock Purdy. Oh, yeah. You're a – you said Sam Darnold would be their guy. Still could be, but Purdy – They look good. Yeah. They look good. Monster performance by Brandon Ayuk. Oh, my man. In that game. Uh, Niners says Chandler. Niners says Tony. Joey. Can't hear you. 
The interns also say Niners. Niners across the board. That makes me a little worried, but it is what it is. Oh, what makes you worried? That we all go for it? Like- yeah, just everybody on the same side. So why side? don't you pick the Rams then? <laughs> I can't. I need one of y'all to. Uh, Giants at Cardinals. Giants, Giants over here. Yeah, uh, Giants. Giants are a popular survivor pick too this week. Everybody, boy, the Cardinals really put up a little fight against you guys, didn't they? They did, and maybe they'll be that team that puts up a fight and loses every week. And if you're a Cardinals fan, that's what you want to happen. Who is the uh, their coach again? I do not know his name. He um, literally he said he wanted name. a bunch of killers, and then they tried to kill Sam Howell out of bounds. Yeah, hey, look, they took his word. Right? Yeah. He met Rondell Moore and goes, you. Is that what he said? Explosions. It was funny. Niners fan Jack Powers was making fun of this guy uh, earlier this week. Okay. Because he was talking about the commanders winning. He was like, man, that Cardinals coach is crazy, right? He's he's an odd guy. Dude, it's gonna he's gonna turn out to be the Sirianni of the bunch. Could be. Could be. (laughs) Jets and Cowboys. Let's bring in uh, Randolph if we can tell randolph we need his pick all right randolph cowboys win 40 to nothing cowboys 40 to nothing the other night what are they going to do against zach wilson and the jets who you got i'm gonna pick cowboys but raise that mic up i'm gonna pick the cowboys but they they like bipolar Never know what you go get. You you are more negative about your team than PTSD. I am about. He's got PTSD. Yeah, he exactly. does. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, but you got the boys here. Yeah, I take them. All right, I uh, too am going to take Dallas. They are a popular pick in Survivor pools this week. Tony, uh, the Cowboys. Yeah. What's that? Cowboys all around. Cowboys all around. We're all just eating on the radio. Um, the Cowboys could be one of those really good man what about mccarthy is he going to turn out to be a good coach mike mccarthy nah. i mean he's a i mean he's super got a bowl super coach. bowl yeah, like, he's, like, he's no mac we make fun all of we him. do is dump on the guy and, i know like, because he's just kind of frumpy <laughs> like he just looks like he's easy to make I fun of like that's that me for you to frumpy. say huh like, that's like what if somebody called you frumpy that's why i can say it oh you can't say I it. can't say it. Exactly. So I can't call Mike McCarthy frumpy? No. No. <laughs> You're fat shaming. You I'm just talking to my people. You don't you don't understand how this works? The double standards out there? Okay. Double standards gotcha. exist. All right. Uh Commanders at Broncos. Who's coming with me? Washington. Yeah? Yep. Why? Why? Yeah. The Broncos suck. All right. I'll take what? that. All right, so I just don't like Russell Wilson. Obviously, don't like Sean. Payton. I hated Russell Wilson for so long. Yeah, and now I'm just like feel I'm starting to feel sorry for him. Why? Because like what happened? It's all on himself. I feel like he got to a stage where he was uh, a bit bigger than the team, and now Sean Payton's dialing him back, and people are realizing. Well, well you're saying what happened to his performance? Yeah, like and what happened to him as a play? Like how do you just? fall off a cliff so far well, shit around the ball every quarter that happens to every quarterback <laughs> but we've seen it happen to manning later in life uh river like wilson we thought he still had a little bit left yeah i mean and it just is and he still might but i didn't watch that game i need to go back and watch to see what happened because malcolm butler still has his soul 
Yeah, that's probably it. That's it's like it that's where I, I saw a great tweet from, I think it's Josh Norris. He said, is Russell Wilson the only person that's ever had a headshot with the eye black on? <laughs> There's a lot of that, too. Like, he overdoes it big time. Um, yeah. Who's Danny taking? Commanders as well. What is wrong I'm with I'm going y'all? Broncos at home, then. Y'all are crazy. Chandler's going Broncos. I'm going to pick who I think is going to win. I'm going to take the Broncos. Go, Manders. I can't even laugh. Dolphins at Patriots. Dolphins. And uh, Kuda, you know uh, shout out to Danny for saying that the game, that the Patriots game was going to be close. Yeah. He was right. Didn't look like it early on, but it turned out to be. So Tony's taking the Dolphins. I'm going to go and say this. If the Dolphins are healthy, I'm going to pick them to win every week. So while they're healthy, I'm going to pick the Dolphins. They were amazing on Sunday. Uh, I picked the Dolphins. I think Danny mistyped and chose the Pats, but I'm going to put them down for the Dolphins. Oh, no. What is that? I'm just kidding. Oh, so did he take the Pats? Yeah, of course he took the Pats. Really? Of course. Um at what point were we going to have the conversation like conversation about Tua being really good? We need to have it now. I like, think when so. He played. He was an MVP candidate last year. Before All the out. haters, the people who hate on Tua for so long, man, they are quiet right now, aren't they? But they'll have their chance, probably. Chandler went what that game? Chandler's going Fins. Danny Bill, the only one on the Pats. All right, Saints at Panthers Monday night. I'm taking my guys at home. Tony's going to trust his guys. I'm just not feeling it on the Panthers right now, so I'm going to take the Saints. Chandler is taking the Saints. Yuck. Joey. Traitor. Is taking, taking the Saints. Saints. Traitor. And Danny's taking the Saints. Yep. Wow. Make it, hey, man, this is how we're making up ground, baby. Would you rather be on a Panthers island or a Titans island? <laughs> I'm also on a Falcons island. Yeah. But I don't know which one's more dangerous. And I'm I, on a Ravens island. That's not a, not a terrible island. one to be, island on. to be on. Yeah. I don't know. Baltimore's a pretty dangerous place. I've watched The Wire. Yeah. Browns at Steelers. I hate this game. I So I I can't just completely change the way I felt going into the season based off of last week. So for that reason, I'm going to have the Steelers. They're going to do a make good, and they're actually going to show up for this game. I'm with you. I heard that the I read a stat that the Steelers are twenty and zero since nineteen ninety one at home on Monday Night Football. Yeah, uh, somebody brought that up earlier this week. Uh, we've got Chandler taking the home Steelers. Joey, nice. I'm on a Browns Island. You're the only one. Yep. Now that's not a good island to be no, on. I love that's it. A, that's Deshaun a, Watson, he's going to be nice no and Imagine up. being on an island with Deshaun Watson, you poor guy. Yeah, I'm going to go get him on masseuse. I'll be all right. <laughs> you are the masseuse, my friend. <laughs> if you look around and you don't see a masseuse, you're the masseuse. <laughs> all right. So everybody on the Steelers other than Joey. The picks are in. How do we feel? You need to just be like, this is going to be an exfoliating rub. A lot of sand and a lot of salt We need to move on from this. (laughs) Tony, free-for-all Friday. 
Yes, post game. Oh, late. You're Monday doing it. Night. Yeah. Welcome to the club, yeah, man. Late be, night post game. We are. We we do a lot. We have, I follow your lead on a few things in life. Clip. I do like the. Uh, I love the Monday night doubleheader. You'll be able to watch some football. I'm glad we're the seven fifteen exactly. one and not that eight fifteen one. It's not terrible. You'll be done at ten fifteen, ten. Yeah, 25, yeah, yeah. So. And then we'll be on the phone till two a.m. Hey. I can relate. All right, Tony. Enjoyed it, right, man. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk to Morgan Aylers. And coming up later on in hour number three, Wyatt Lunsford Shankman and Jake Hunter are going to join us to talk some baseball and more. Got that on the way. Pirate Radio Live on a football Friday. Back with you after this. Well, You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street and coming soon on Greenville Boulevard in the old Pizza Inn location. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Looking forward to enjoying some Tiebreakers during our Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up on Saturday. Speaking of Bud Light, at the end of this segment, you can win a case of Bud Light, uh, official beer of the Pirates here on a Free Beer Friday edition of pirate radio live surely i just saw this so i'm gonna play it from my computer my own soundboard scott van pelt uh on his winner segment here's what uh he had to say this week speaking of app state they host one of my very favorite teams through the years in this segment because i get to show this picture there it is look at that guy and i also get to yell no corner ECU plus the points against the boys from Boone's who battle their butts off with a close loss to Carolina. Maybe it took a little wind out of their sails in the process. These are two fan bases and coaches that I really enjoy in this game. All right. By the way, um, a little stat that popped up while SVP was saying that. Stats to consider. East Carolina 6-2 and two when, pick, when he picks the Pirates Ooh. against the spread. Now so, that's a stat I like. A stat to consider. Let's go out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Talk to Morgan Aylers. He joins us here on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Morgan, how you doing, man? Clint Brock, the legend, ladies and gentlemen. On a Friday afternoon, I'm glad to join A beautiful Friday at that. Starting to get that uh, football nip in the air, Morgan. I like it. Yeah, this is, this is my kind of year right here. I love the fall. Spring's nice. Summer's great. Winter's good. But the fall, the cool air, it's still warm enough to do things, man, it's beautiful time of the year be a beautiful should be nice and boone as well coming up on saturday pirates looking for some offense morgan got a touchdown last week came on a two-yard drive set up by the defense can can we move this football on saturday morgan give me some hope here for what uh for what we got coming up i think so i think appalachian state you know they're pretty good they're very aggressive defensively i think they uh, they showed that last week against north carolina and uh but i think east carolina will will get things going offensively. I really hope so. I think they're 
uh, they're primed to do it. I think they played, uh, you know, obviously a very good defense in Michigan. And then last week, uh, had their struggles at times. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it, I guess it bugs me a little bit. You hear these people and the old saying, they're jumping off the Green Street Bridge already. And, you know, these guys are out there. They're, they're primed for a breakout game, and I'm hoping tomorrow might be that, that game receiver-wise, running-wise, everything on the offense. They're, they're set to do it. And I think defensively we played pretty well last week. There were two plays that I wish, uh, obviously, the long run and then the trick play. But other than that, I thought the defense played extremely well last week. And hopefully they're going to need to do that tomorrow for the Pirates to win. I brought it up with uh, Mike Houston, who told me after the press conference, I almost got him on his soapbox uh, going back to 2021 and East Carolina struggling. I think Holden Aylers had one of his uh, lowest passing games of his career here at ECU, less than 100 yards against South Carolina to drop them to 0-2. And I basically brought that up with Coach Houston to say, hey, you've dug out of an 0-2 hole before. You know, so you know you can do it, and and how do you kind of bring that to the team? And he talked about uh, just how you know the, the Boo Birds were out, and 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 look, I was I was down on the team at the time after that performance against South Carolina, but they came out, went to Marshall, got a win. I realize those situations aren't 100 percent the same because you did have a quarterback in Aylers that had showed you something previous to that, uh, and playmakers all over the field, but this time uh, you have inexperience at quarterback inexperience at a lot of positions so you don't have guys that you know can bail you out but it is a similar situation in that Morgan where you're 0-2 and you're on the road and, and staring 0-3 in the face and, and we'll see what this team can do with it well you know you talk about inexperience at quarterback but you've got two guys that have been with the program four or five years and, and they know the offense they've just got to get out there and believe in themselves and, and do it and let the game come to them a little bit and I think that they I think they will uh, I think good things are you know, right around the corner for those guys because they worked hard enough and they know it. It's just a matter of they got to go out and execute. But, you know, a quarterback doesn't do it on his own. The receivers have to get separation. They have to go out there and get open. You know, East Carolina's been very fortunate over the years to have some really dynamic playmakers uh, at wide receiver. And I think they've got some really good guys this year. They've just got to go out there and prove to themselves that they can do it. Uh, you know, you've had the Sneeds, the Proles. Last year you had Isaiah Winstead, C.J. Johnson. You've had, you know, the record setters, Zay Jones and uh, Justin Hardy over the years, guys that go out there and, and make it a little bit easier for the quarterback. Uh, because if you go out there and as a quarterback and you're looking down the field and, golly, there's no – you're getting one, two, three reads and nobody's open. Yeah. And nobody's open again. And then nobody's open again. And you're not having that, that – rhythm that flow of success that breeds success and there's a lot of different things that fall into that it's not just not the quarterback position it's just not the wide receiver it's a little bit everything things really have to start clicking and and have a little bit of success one play at a time and build on that Roger Harris always says that one percent you go out there one play and you're successful build on that then go to the next play be successful there too and it's easier said than done sometimes and and East Carolina is uh, in that phase right now where they've got to have some success. And I think if they do, they can get some early tomorrow. I think it will really start to snowball. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can tomorrow against the Mountaineers. Waiting for that uh, 
switch the flip morgan and that light to come on and hopefully once it does it'll lead to many many more wins uh looking for win number one on saturday we're with you 11 30 on the bud light pregame tailgate taking you up to kickoff we had our celsius watch party coming up at 3 30 then after the game the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show also got a triple header of nfl action coming your way on sunday morgan panthers starting zero and one bryce young in fact none of the rookie quarterbacks won in week one morgan so these young guys kind of taking their lumps here it's uh no surprise you see that a lot in the nfl yeah and uh, i was talking with uh, somebody today about that um and we were talking somebody that's uh, very knowledgeable in the in the nfl world and uh we we're talking about the the, the teams that are you know, spending a lot of money and it's risk reward you're doing a lot of uh, a lot of it on potential athleticism whatever but some of these guys really haven't played a lot of football you know you look at richardson for the colts you know the tremendous tremendous athlete big strong physical can run and he's play, he started 13 games at florida and now he's playing against the nfl's best and you know how it's going to take some time uh, a lot of these guys are like that and look at some of the more successful quarterbacks in history uh Throughout the years, you know, Tom Brady didn't come in and start his first year. You know, John Elway didn't do it. You know, some of these guys, they sat back there and they waited, and they waited their turn a little bit for a few years. And when they were successful and got in there, they, they had three or four years' experience under the belt of, of the NFL game. And, they, you know, at times they get in there and, and do it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, was, I think, three or four years under Brett Favre before he got his chance. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys do. Trevor Lawrence might be the exception to the rule in the last few years if somebody's come in. And, uh, you know, he took, he took his lumps the first year or so, and now he's doing pretty good things for the Jags. And uh, will these other quarterbacks be able to do it? Time will tell. Morgan, uh, can we get a whole Nailers update? Is uh, he currently a free agent right now? He is currently a free agent. He's still in Seattle. Uh, they're, uh, you know, they told him that with this week they were, there was a lot of injuries last weekend and on the offensive line. I think they lost their two tackles and they had to bring a juggle a lot of people in to get some linemen in. And uh, right now he is uh, still a free agent and hopefully some things will work out uh, early next week, one way or the other. Wait to see. Got some things in the works. Holden's always been able to handle whatever uh, criticism, adversity, and and he knew that it was going to be a business and everything wasn't going to be smooth. Did he know it would be this crazy? How's he handling all this right now, Morgan? He's doing well. I mean, it's it's, it's sure not easy. Hey, Clip, we're going to sign you to a contract. and Okay, Clip, it's Thursday. We're going to release you from that contract. But don't go anywhere because we want to sign you back next week. <laughs> right. You know, we we'll sign you back. Oh, no, Clip, we're going to let Shirley be on the host of the show this week because we, you know, we need some help on the, you know, the Shirley end of things and, uh, but no, it's 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 a business, and it's a huge billion dollar business, and you know they got to look out for the best things, and I think you know Holton's done very well with it, and uh, we'll see what happens here. I think uh, they've said they want to bring him back, and you know they've, they've lived up to their word and the things that they've set up to now. So that's all we can say. Morgan, host of the high school huddle, coming up at six o'clock. Morgan, what games are you looking forward to this week? Yeah, there's some uh, some really good games, some conference matchups start to really kick in. Uh, Aiden Grifton, West Craven are going to be playing. Of course, Aiden Grifton, uh, actually, uh, yeah, Aiden Grifton and West Craven, that, that should be a good game. West Craven is one and three on the season, but they've lost to three teams that either won or competed for the state championship last year. And 
You know, it's uh, going to be a good matchup. Matt Taylor and uh, in the Washington Pam Pack. Matt Taylor got his first win for Washington. They're taking on Pamlico County. Rose is one of three. Uh, you know, they're they're trying to get into big conference play, big Carolina conference play with Northside Jacksonville. Conley's off this week. They've got a bye week. Probably a good time for Conley. They fell last week to Northern Nash. South Central's kicking in with their their uh, uh, season as well. So a lot of good teams. Farmville Central, they're going to play Southwest Edgecombe tonight, kicking off their conference schedule. Farmville Central under Ron Cook, 4-0. They had a, a 50 to nothing win last week against Roanoke Rapids in the first half because Roanoke Rapids coach said no moss for the second half. They didn't play it. They forfeited the game with Farmville Central winning 50 to nothing in the first half. A lot of good teams, a lot of good things happening. Uh, North Pitt uh, off to a perfect season so far. Uh, it's just a, a fun time, a year, and it's going to be a great night to go out and watch some high school football. Morgan Aylers will have you covered. Uh, big preview coming up on the High School Huddle at 6 o'clock. Morgan, thanks for joining us today. We will catch up with you again next week, man. Thanks a lot, and go Pirates. All right, there he is, Morgan Aylers, joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Shirley, let's take a break. As we do, it's time to make somebody a big winner. We got a case of Bud Light coming your way. Oh, yeah, we got a new song. Just give it away. So Chandler was supposed to record this. Just give it away. But would never do it. So I had a little time today. So I finally thought I'd do it. Well, the phone lines are already buzzing anyway. So I figured we'd do some George Strait. So just give it away. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know which one might have been worse, you or Chandler trying to do this song. Maybe we'll let him get in on it when he comes back from Dune. At least this one I can somewhat understand the lyrics. Caller 12, 317-1250, must be 21 or older to win a case of Bud Light. We're back with Wired Lunchford Shinkman and Jake Hunter when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Rolling Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team. Same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. And congratulations to Sydney Hager of Winterville, our big winner on Free Beer Friday. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Eric wanted a uh, Chandler and Jenny update, so I'm calling Chandler to see if he answers make sure that he knows he's on the air because he's a foul-mouthed boy yes he is just uh like a sailor this guy he ain't gonna answer remember yesterday he was like i don't know man you know in the mountains you know like what oh, does yeah, he know he... about mountain cell phone technology sorry i missed your call sorry i missed your call Sorry, Eric. No Chandler and Jenny update. They are somewhere on a mountain right now uh, on their way to Boone. So maybe we'll get an update before 
the uh the show is over uh we will talk a little pirate baseball now and more as we welcome in couple of pirate pitchers jake hunter and Wyatt lunsford shinkman joining us inside the pirate radio studios fellas how we doing on this friday good pretty good pretty yeah. good good to hear good to hear uh what kind of work did y'all get in today what's your friday been like so far well let's see um i've had a pretty tough academic week myself i had four tests this week so i was doing homework till about midnight last night and you know we have some conditioning early in the morning chandler jake hunter's talking i'm gonna need you to hold on one second okay we have some condition early in the morning on fridays about 5 a.m so you know you get that done get your lift done in the morning and then we just finished up uh some practice you don't get a lot of free time no, when you're an ecu baseball no, player no, yeah. not a lot so i appreciate y'all's time here with me and uh talking to the fans uh sorry chandler we eric wanted an update to see where you and jenny were and how everything was going so where are you right now we well in the words of coach prom Deion sanders <laughs> we're, we were coming but now we're here baby we're here in boone are you wearing a hat and sunglasses right now i have a hat on um, i need you to take I, that I, off my sunglasses are on my hat all right well take off so that hat. i'm not we- i'm not wearing the sunglasses so y'all are in boone yeah we're in boone probably about to get by and check out the stadium and uh probably hit the town so hit the town all right man Three thirty kickoff just make sure you're there in time we'll talk to you uh tomorrow on the bud light pregame tailgate get a report okay sounds good guys all right buddy there is chandler honeycutt live in boone we here he says all right um why let's uh, let's talk about y'all summer so you guys played summer ball uh, how'd that go for y'all this year i mean it was pretty fun we we're about uh 15 minutes away from each other this summer okay. up in uh, rhode island so uh we ended up playing them in the first round yeah we beat them pretty bad, pretty bad. <laughs> we got them the first game but they came back and beat us in the in the next two but it was a fun experience overall pretty fun league what is the goal of summer ball obviously you want to win games but it's more about you know getting in the work and facing good competition too right so what is your what do you kind of set goals for yourself when you play in those summer leagues i think the biggest thing for me is just like find out what i need to work on from the spring and get better that's pretty much it yeah, I'd, I'd say I agree with that. It's more of just, you know, kind of finding who you, who you are, like, outside of school ball. So you kind of just find things that work for you on your own. And, yeah. Do you experiment with anything new? Like, I wanted to try this, but Cliff and AK won't let me, so let me see if I can do it. <laughs> hey, do you try anything new, or just do you fine-tune what you already do? Yeah, sometimes you might mess around and, like, throw a new pitch or start something different, but most of the time we just stick to what we have. Yeah. Uh, Jake, I don't know why, how I didn't start with this, but I got to ask you about the dancing. So, like, what was the genesis of you dancing during a pitching change for uh, for East Carolina and the opposing team? Man, I don't even – I don't really remember how it started. I just remember it was the UCF weekend at home, and it was uh, – I wasn't available to pitch that weekend because I just pitched on Wednesday night against nc state for a few innings i don't remember who like pushed me out there and it just started going but you know people liked it so i kind of just kept it going the rest of the year and it's like a pitcher you have your your pitches your certain moves and you go yeah. with your dance moves yeah, and you stick with the classics i did you got the thing where you just kind of yeah. move the hips you got the 
what is that the uh the fortnite is that the game where they do the whatever you're doing out there uh, <laughs> yeah. i might have saw a sprinkler i think yeah so. there was a sprinkler in there there was a sprinkler yeah there. there was a worm in there the i don't worm, know if that one got caught good. yeah that one i did that against chapel hill wow okay yeah, i'm gonna have to bring that out again this year i got you on video from the press box a couple of times <laughs> and uh it's great gets the crowd going gets the team going right yeah 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 for sure have your coaches ever said anything about it um ak tries to make fun of me for it but he's not like athletic enough to be able to move like that so hmm. that's a jealousy I, thing yeah. yeah i think he's more jealous about it uh ryan mccrystal talked about his most intense counter uh, encounter with cliff goblin uh, so far in his career that ended with him kind of getting hit in the chest with a mitt and him falling back and uh <laughs> so let me ask both of you guys and why we'll start with you how because i've heard the horror stories about when guys come in they go through the the mission week and and they're like man is this for me can i take this so like how long did it take you to to kind of get over that and say all right i'm I'm meant to be here i'm a pirate i can handle all this i think because our senior summer we come up here for about three weeks and we start doing like some of the conditioning stuff i think that first tuesday kind of got me pretty good we (laughs) we uh, go to the boneyard and run some stadiums mm. so that messed me up pretty good but uh after that i was feeling all right jake how long did it take you to to say all right i'm okay <laughs> well i mean you look at me and shank over here we're not the most lean or most in shape looking so yeah the stadiums got me but you know the biggest one is the the 300s on uh, friday mornings i notoriously did not make a single one are in this time that we're given our summer and before we were freshmen but you know you just like, figure it out uh somebody on youtube named ryan m says god would make made shank cry oh goodness <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to bring that up i guess i don't know what he's talking cliff about. godwin's made me cry a couple times too he uh <laughs> he comes after the media like he does at you guys sometimes uh jamie has a question for wyatt uh starter bullpen uh have they talked about a plan for 2024 with you yet as far as that goes i think me and jake are probably in the same boat just go out and earn it i think uh whatever role we get we're gonna thrive in it and go from there and man one thing about ecu baseball even before you guys were here we have had such a kind of a a floater who could start midweek could start weekend or could come out of the bullpen and and just and it, it, because it starts one way in February doesn't mean it's going to end that way in May, June. Like you, uh, you see a lot of fluctuation there. So I guess you guys just show up, do your job, and, and you'll be put where you're put, basically. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Well, I summed that up quite well, didn't yeah. I? I did. <laughs> uh, talking to Wide Lunch for Shankman and also Jake Hunter. Danny Beal is in the chat. Oh, gosh. Danny says, Clip, since today was our last day of running 300s on Friday mornings, you have to ask Jake and Shank about their favorite 300 stories. All right. Oh. I can't imagine they're fun. I have a good one about Shankman here. Yeah. that's that's So, I think it was our freshman year. Freshman year, yep. We we run them together since we both will cross at the same time, which is one second before we need to. And all of a sudden, he was – he disappeared after we crossed the line and we had a few more to go and you know i'm like well i don't know where he went turns out he was in the uh in the porta john taking a taking a deuce and he managed to come back right before he had the run and he made it so that was my favorite 
300 story. Okay. What? Do you, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember it very well. <laughs> I don't know how to follow up with yeah, that. That's was, uh, was That was uh, it was very pretty impressive. difficult. It was pretty impressive. I didn't yeah. I didn't stop very running impressive. for about 3 minutes straight and I was pretty tired after that one, but I got through it. <laughs> awesome. All right, glad we brought that up. Thank you, Danny. Uh, oh, okay. I guess Ryan M is Ryan McChrystal in the yeah. chat. I just put that together. Sorry, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Skib wants to know who you're playing in the uh the fall series. We got uh what? Clemson? Clemson Clemson's coming here. Virginia. We're going to UVA this year. And those, what are those games like? Like you, you want to win them, but I mean, is it is it like real regular season baseball, or, or what are those games like? Mm. It's a mix. Yeah, I mean, most of the time we're going to try and get everybody in the game. We're going to play a doubleheader, maybe two seven inning games, but uh, trying to filter guys in, trying to get everybody that's a pitcher in the game. So it's taken seriously, but it's not life or death if we lose. Yeah, Grimesland Bigfoot is asking how did cadillac cunningham break his finger did he get hit by a pitch i don't know if we should no um when i I, I he was playing first base he was taking some ground balls and you know our infielders are they're out there for a while they do a great job with that practice so you know i was in the treatment room with uh with our trainer and carter comes in there and you know he's missing his finger now his finger is not broken he just missed missing his fingernail and just got hit with a ground ball and he's, mm. he's fine it happens yeah how how about injuries for you guys and as far as trying to avoid those is it stretching you know knowing when to throw knowing when not to throw what's that process like for you guys uh i think it's just knowing what you need to do for your body like if I have to do something certain for my legs, but Jake doesn't have to, then he's not going to do that. But if I have to stretch my hips more, then I'm going to do that pretty much. And as far as like summer ball with that, you, you go February to the end of the season, then you go right into <clears throat> summer ball. And then like after that, do you kind of shut it down for a while? Like as far as throwing goes, like what is your, your throwing schedule like during the post-summer ball and before fall ball really begins? Actually, we're on the, uh, we're on the same plan right now. We just started throwing okay. this week. Um, just because we threw a lot this summer and last spring, so we just started. I think we were we we're up to ninety feet today. It was a big day. So, all right, good deal. Big day. Big day. Ninety feet. <laughs> you can still pitch. Huh? I can still throw. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you got a question for Wyatt or Jake, you can get that in. As you've seen, they'll be pretty honest with their answer. So. Uh, uh, don't ask anything too personal, but if you got a question for the guys, you can get that in. We'll take a timeout, come back. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, about things going on elsewhere in the world of sports. Get to know these guys a little bit. More to go, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. They're open every day and have two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I mean, I just knew this was going to backfire on the Colorado State coach. He had the line about when he talks to grown-ups, he takes off his hat and glasses because that's what his mother taught him. And then you had a uh, a coach, Coach Vass. I don't know who this guy is, uh, but I guess had dealt with or knew somebody who dealt with Norvell in the past. And he said, I guess firing people via email is also another grown-up behavior you established along the way. Like you just knew like that it was going to backfire, which is just why you don't say stuff like that. Uh, we'll see if uh, what Dion and Prime and the crew have for Colorado State coming up on Saturday night. East Carolina taking on App State. We'll be with you at 11.30 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to kickoff. During the game, myself, Jason Nichols, Marcus Crandall, Molly will be here with our Celsius watch party. And then after the game, it's the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. So, if you need to know where I will be Saturday, it'll be in this seat all day. That's where I'll be. Uh, guys, can we get a football win on Saturday? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. We're due. Absolutely. I hope so. Man, been been tough. Did y'all go to the game last week? Do y'all go to games? What do y'all do? Just watch them on Usually TV. my Saturday is more for relaxation. Yeah. But I do watch all the games, and yeah, we need we deserve a win this weekend. Uh, Jake, I noticed your Hornets basketball shirt, which I like the shirt. Yep. I just wish uh, we had something to root for there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're not very good. <laughs> no. But, you know, I I have some faith in uh, in our team, in the team this year. So I'm hoping for over 500. In what? LaMelo, maybe? Yeah, LaMelo. You know, I, I always shoot for over 500, make the playoffs is the goal. Yeah. So get blown out in that uh play-in game yeah it's only been a few times though, so it'll be fine <laughs> uh and you are a braves fan and also said you uh have some orioles interest as I well do. so I you've do, had a good yeah. baseball season yeah they're the only ones that are good right now so panthers guy yeah, yeah. not very good either nope yeah well stick to baseball i guess yeah and why uh, how about your rooting interest what what teams do you root for not a big football guy or a basketball guy but uh baseball i'm going with the dodgers I yeah know, i know i'll get some hate from that from ryan he doesn't believe him from california but uh dodgers are my do you want to see your birth certificate i guess i guess so, he doesn't believe me. <laughs> so you are uh from california so you have a, a reason why yeah you root for the dodgers um obviously i hate the dodgers i would hope jake does as well i just yeah. they are the enemy in the national league and plus they have freddie freeman although jake uh if you have to let freddie freeman go after a World Series championship, getting Matt Olson is not the worst thing in the no, world. No, it's not. You know, getting the home run leader is not a bad idea. Yeah. So those two teams are on a collision course for the NLCS, and oh, yeah. and we'll just see what happens then, and uh, and how they stack up. You've got MVP candidates multiple on both sides: Mookie and Freddie, and then Matt Olson, and of course Ronald Acuna Jr. And who's going to win it, Ronnie? Um, you know, me and my roommates argue about this constantly, but. We think I think right now Ronald Cunha just because Mookie has missed some some games recently and he's kind of been scuffling. But 
also like how do you not vote for the guy who's going to hit 40 homers and steal 70 bases? And, yeah, and, and you kind of said it there. He's been consistent. I saw last week, I think he DH'd, and it was the first game he hasn't been in the outfield yeah. all year. Yeah. So he's been there every game. So uh, good for him. David is asking, I don't know how these guys are going to know the answer, but we'll see. Will Jacob Jenkins Cowart hit 15 or more bombs in the 24 season? 15 or more? What do you have his freshman year? Let me go to the stats. I don't think it was 15. 12? It was he didn't, close. I mean, he didn't have 15. I think he had 12, maybe 11. Oh, I think it was more than that. I think it was like 13 or 14. I think what you're trying to say is yes. I think he's I've going got to yes. I, <laughs> I, think I mean, if you say no, you're going to have to hear it from him. So Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be on his bad side. I do like asking you guys, so who is the toughest pirate to face when you do your inner squads and things like that? Jake, who's, who's the guy you have a tough time getting out? I know he's a fan favorite. Thank God that he's gone for inner squats, but I hated facing Hoover. <laughs> I hated it. I couldn't throw him a strike, but I'm glad he's gone. <clears throat> I'd say of the returning guys right now, um, I don't really know. I don't. I, really, I got my pick. Who's your pick? All three years, Cam Clanch, he just owns me. Yeah. Clanch is Can't killer. figure him out. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Just barrel after barrel. I, do you guys like trash talk when out. those things happen? Hey, uh, Joey asking, is there how much trash talk goes on during the inner squads? Not a lot during it, but afterwards. Yeah, yeah like after it'll, it'll, sure. it'll get going. That is weird, too, how a lot. And not that Clanch, I mean, Clanch has hit a lot of guys, but there's like certain guys that you probably own. And guys that that on the flip side own you, yeah, and you can't figure out why. Baseball's yeah. a weird sport. Some people just <laughs> see pitchers better from some people, and some don't. Yeah, y'all were close. Y'all were all over it. JC thirteen dingers <laughs> his freshman year. I think I had done the money. So uh, yeah, fifteen I'm certainly going, doable. I'm going uh, seventeen. 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 You put it in now. Yeah. Okay. Jamie says uh, y'all need another Hoover scrappy guy. Who's going to be the, that player this year? I mean, is there another Hoover? Luke, Noack. Luke Noack. Okay. He he's got some more pop than uh, than Hoover does, though. I uh, I did witness. Actually, no, I didn't witness it, but I heard it from him at the house the entire weekend. Um, he hit his first BP home run uh, <laughs> on Thursday, last Thursday. So. Oh, man, I used to love talking about dingers with uh, Groves and Spivey and the guys last year. So how are, so you pitch a shutout, you guys get BP, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how are you guys in the box? Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't swing it very well. No, you just can't hit it out of the cage. Yeah. I, I'm i not much of a uh, home run hitter. I like to think of myself as a pure hitter. I will go backside, you know, doubles, gaps. I can lay down a few bunts, but I can't hit it over the wall. I love that clip of just you saying, I like to think of myself as a pure hitter. I am. Like, that's, yeah. Yep. Need that quote, like, above your door at home or something. <laughs> Cliff had to uh, throw in a pitcher. Uh, just a, a pinch hitter. What pitcher would he throw in? Did y'all hear that? No. If, uh, if Cliff, if you're at, you're in the 14th inning, no more pinch hitters, you got to put a pitcher up to the plate, who's Cliff going to? We've seen in the mm-hmm. past, what, Big Garrett get a hit. Matt Bridges was a hit king. At least I know one he's time. Gone. Ben Turwiller. Benny T. Benny T could hit. Benny T. Warning track power. Right now, I'm going Eric Ritchie for this team. Oh, no. I've seen his BP. I think it's pretty good. No. I think he can, I think he can run into no him. No way. 
Why not the pure hitter, Jake Hunter? No, no maybe I, Cliff Godwin doesn't feel the same. No, Jake. I would say it would between it would be between myself. No, and where's DB in the mix here? He's not up there. He's bad. No, nope. he can't swing. Um, he's a freshman. He came in here as a two-way. Parker Thomas would probably be the be the one that would get in that bat before the rest of us. Okay. All right. There you go. The uh, the pitcher hitting pecking order. Um. I don't know if I should read Ryan McChrystal's comments on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Let's see what he's got. He wants to know, uh, Shank, when will you be home? Your girlfriend just got here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, girlfriend's coming into town uh, whenever this ends. Is Ryan okay to be left with your girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. He'll right. be fine. Good enough. He's probably just sitting on the couch watching, <laughs> doing nothing. He's watching us. He has no life. Uh, but Ryan, thanks for joining us. Uh, Eagles got a win last night, so he's fired up. Two and zero start for his guys. You mentioned freshman a moment ago. Any standouts so far, guys? Uh, that you've been able to see. I guess once you get going here in the next few weeks, you'll have a better answer. But um, what do you think about the young guys on this team? I haven't, we haven't really gotten to see him do much yet. Y'all are out in the summer. It's yeah, more of like Danny's been babysitting, from what I understand. Yeah, he's he was here all summer. Yeah. All he does is babysit. <laughs> he's getting old, so he's got to babysit the rest of us. So speaking of which, Jamie says, "How annoying can Danny Beal be? Is he the fastest talker?" <laughs> the thing about Beal is, I don't know if you agree with this statement, but once he gets talking, he just doesn't stop. That's very true. He just I doesn't agree with stop. That. Yeah, but. He's a nice guy. Very nice. But he just doesn't stop sometimes. Good kid. Good kid. I'm a fan <laughs> of DB, but he he somehow finds himself into every conversation we have. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yep. And somehow makes it about him when <laughs> we're not even talking about him. But uh, love him. Great guy, DB. Uh, and honestly, man, like we, I've gotten to know Hoover a little bit and, and even previous guys like Cliff Godwin brings in quality dudes. He somehow found you guys. Yeah. And uh, I just got to know you a little bit, but I think you are all right. Unless you're faking it. I think so, too. I hope so. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. All right. Um, let's see. Y'all, can you all hang out one more segment? Sure. Let's do one more segment. We'll take a break. Sure. Come back. Uh, get ready to wrap things up. If you got a question before Jake and Wyatt get out of here, you can ask it on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a rough day for the stock market. The Dow was down 288 points and closed out the week at 34,618. The NASDAQ was down 217 at 13,708. And the S&P was down 54 at 4,450. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today 
at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday, looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. We've got O's and Rays coming up tonight. O's have a one-game lead over the Rays in the AL East. You can hear that on Pirate Radio after the high school huddle. Yeah, so approximately about 645, 6.50, we'll join the game in progress. All right, got that coming up tonight. College football, Virginia is at Maryland on Fox Sports 1. Army and UTSA coming up on ESPN, Utah State and Air Force on cbs sports network so three college football games coming up tonight we're with you 11 30 a.m on saturday on the bud light pregame tailgate talking a little baseball and more with wideland's for chinkman and jake hunter here in the pirate radio studios db upset he's getting slandered while he's not here well how about show up danny it is friday i thought today was one of your days like show up and maybe you won't get slandered i don't know jamie says who's the most exciting player in major league baseball right now Ooh, right now. I mean, I would go with my guy for the Braves, but there yeah. are a lot of options out there. Most exciting. Most exciting. Um, I'll give you a. I'll give you a pitcher and a hitter. All right, me. that's good. Um, I think the most exciting hitter right now is it's got to be Ronald. Yeah, Acuna. Like, just what he's doing is unbelievable. Julio uh, Rodriguez is he in that category? Not for me. I'm not on the train there. Okay, I'm not on the train. Fair there. enough. I know he's good. I'm just not on the train. Is Mookie? Is he like past the exciting? Is he? I think it's just I expect. I mean, he's him great. To yeah. Hundred with. Uh, okay. A nice, exciting pitcher. Oh, he says Ellie. He's a Reds fan. Sorry to interrupt. Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah. Uh, I'm also not on the I heard train. He's cold. Right he's kind of overrated. Yeah. Oh. Jake said the train stop, letting the train go by. <laughs> All right. Who's your pitcher? I'm gonna take one of Shanks' uh, boys here. I love watching Bobby Miller throw. He is really good. All right. Pitching tonight? Yeah. Versus the Mariners? Uh, yeah. Dodgers and Mariners coming up tonight. What is that race in the AL looking like, specifically the AL West? I think the Astros took it over, right? Uh, let's see. I know the O's up one game. Twins are going to win the Central. Astros up half a game mm. on the Rangers and one and a half on the Mariners. So still some races to watch. Dodgers uh, are going to win the West rather easily. Looks like the Brewers, they're up four and a half, are going to win the Central. So we wind down this regular season here for the MLB. One thing I did want to ask, I used to always – He's always wonder why pitchers in the National League just look like they never held a bat in their life. And then I grew up and kind of realized that if you're not doing it every day, it can be hard to hit a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. I'm going to assume you guys were, like, the best players in Little League and Babe Ruth in high school and stuff. Like, And that included hitting, right? Like, Were you guys good hitters coming up? I mean, I was a good hitter until about eighth grade, and then I just kind of fell off. But, uh, was that because you focused more on pitching or just yeah it was more of a focus on yeah. pitching but uh kind of just like didn't really care for hitting anymore just ready to be a pitcher yeah i'm gonna go back on my earlier statement i am still a pure hitter to this day um, <laughs> but yes i was indeed a very good hitter what do you I think was, you hit in high school what did I hit in high school? Yeah, like average wise, two fifty. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna divulge that. If you really want to go look, you can go look. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to. If Wyatt pitches to Jake, who's are you getting? Hit, That's hit a good question. No, he's not gonna. So Wyatt's on the mound. Jake's in the box. I would 
definitely get a hit. No. No you shot. give me a double, single, triple, homer. Well. Give me 10 at-bats. I go three for 10 with a double and two singles. <laughs> you can't leg out a double. Sure, I can. Sure, I can. Uh, man, you going to hit one of those seven chopper Lane Hoover singles, maybe? Nah, so. it would be the Garrett Saylor Conference Tournament. Yeah. Like picture oh. where he falls over. Still counts, though. All right, uh, man, I know you guys looking forward to uh, to baseball and uh, going to be a fun fall coming up. Purple gold is always fun, and you divide the teams and things like that. So what's, uh, what's your week look like next week as far as baseball duties go? I'm not sure if we're into team practice yet, so it still might be another week of individual practice where for us as pitchers it's just getting our throwing in, maybe doing some PFP work. But uh, team practice is going to come up here soon, and then uh, – and getting in the swing of things yeah uh eric says jake hunter kind of looks like la knight do you know who that is i have no idea that is a pro wrestler uh, oh. a pro wrestler so uh, i assume you mean in the face or do you mean the physique maybe jake i guess the physique that's what i'm gonna go with <laughs> yeah go with that uh what are y'all like what are y'all doing on the weekends watching sports what are you watching non-sports wise any good shows non-sports wise i was watching suits for a little bit but uh I haven't been watching it since I've been back. But okay. I liked I liked watching that for a little bit. Suits guy. Um Me and my roommates just started watching some on HBO Max it's called Winning Time. Yeah. We started watching that. I haven't seen ago. it. I was told this week that it was good and I was like, Well, I kinda know a lot of what happened. Yeah. And he's like, Nah, you'll you'll even if you do it's good and you'll learn some stuff. Yeah, so. I watched I think we're three episodes in and it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the old Lakers dynasty, the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. Wyatt, uh, Jake, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you guys uh, some more this off season, and uh, hopefully in the season as well. But keep up the great work. Make sure you study hard. All you guys are all like academics and everything. So keep up the good work. All right. Enjoyed it, fellas. We'll uh, see you fine folks Monday on Pirate Radio Live. We'll see you tomorrow on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, the Celsius watch party, and the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. So we will talk to you then at 11.30 for Shirley Rhodes, Joey, Randolph. Thanks for the pick-me-up, man. Needed that on a Friday. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Busy day here as East Carolina takes on Appalachian State. For the crew, I'm Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.